It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on another big Saturday in Scottish football. Celtic got back to winning ways midweek. Can they build on that when Motherwell come to town? Rangers have Lanarkshire on their minds as well, but wait until tomorrow to take on Hamilton Ackies. And the battle for European spots sees Hibs welcome Aberdeen to the capital. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me in the studio, Gordon Diel, Alex Ray and Mark Wilson. Well, with Rangers playing tomorrow, Gordon, it's a chance for Celtic to cut that lead momentarily to 20 points, but up against an informed Motherwell team you would have to say game of the day is at Easter Road Tibbs v Aberdeen and Derek McInnes coming under a little bit of pressure but could leapfrog Hibs today if they win at a place they know how to win Livingston will they ever be beaten they play St Johnson who are also found a little bit of form and St Mirren up against Kelly managerless Kelly you'd have to fancy them Ross County Dundee United important for both teams John Hughes found a bit of form you've got to fancy them yeah for me uh, Hibs Aberdeen third v fourth Today Derek McInnes Coming under a little bit of pressure Gordon Livingston 14 games undefeated Phenomenal record Coming up against St Johnson Who have lost one In the last eight Ross County have got the opportunity To go above Motherwell Or Kelly today Against Dundee United Who have had two wins In 15 So looking forward to today I think there's a lot Of important football Gordon I know the boys are touching On the glamour game Probably Hibs Aberdeen uh, And the fact that Third play fourth But I look at the bottom Of the table Where it's so so important For these clubs You've got Ross County after a terrific result, you've got to say against Hamilton Aki's coming from a goal behind. Um, they've got Dundee United who are falling like a stone. Uh, Mother will go to Celtic Park in good form. Can they do a St Mirren? You've got to ask that question there. And Kilmarnock without a manager, they need a win really, really quickly. Yes, lots to look forward to between now and six o'clock. We'll keep you up to speed on the football. We'll do all the usual teasers, all the usual nonsense that comes along with a Saturday afternoon as well. We're here until six and later on, your chance to have your say on the open line. So sit back and make sure you keep in touch with us on Twitter throughout the afternoon. Let's start going around the ground. Celtic v Motherwell is first up. Jim Duffy and Alison Conroy have the teams. Yeah, good afternoon from Celtic Park. Celtic looking for their first back-to-back wins of 2021 here this afternoon against a Motherwell side who have hit some form within their last two matches. It's one change for Celtic from that victory at Rugby Park in midweek. Tom Rogic comes in for the injured Ryan Christie. Motherwell make no changes to the side that beat Dundee United on Wednesday night, although no Nathan McGinley on the bench after he was injured in that match. So the teams are, first of all, for Celtic, Scott being in goal, a back four of John Joe Kenny, Chris Iyer, Stephen Welsh and Greg Taylor. The midfield four will be Callum McGregor, Scott Brown, Tom Rogic and David Turnbull. Up top, Albion Ayeti and Odson Edward. On the bench for Celtic, Barkas, Duffy, Griffiths, Clamalla, Sorrow, Johnson, Elanusi, Henderson and Laxalt. For Motherwell this afternoon, Liam Kelly in goal, the back four of Stephen O'Donnell, Bevis McGabby, Ricky Lamy and Jake Carroll. The midfield three of Barry Maguire, Robbie Crawford and Alan Campbell with Chris Long and Tony Watt supporting Devante Cole up top. On the bench for the per- for Parkside, Morrison, O'Hara, Hasty, Polworth, Cornelius, Johnson, Smith, Roberts and McGlory. Jim Duffy, looking at both these teams, just that one enforced change for Celtic and Motherwell sticking with what worked for them in midweek. Yeah, I mean Celtic, you wouldn't expect to make too many changes, obviously in the back of a very good performance uh, against a, a, a poor commander, so you have to say that, but scoring the four goals, uh, a clean sheet and uh, you know looking a little bit more solid and uh, you know uh, you know creating chances up front. 
uh, a, a Yeti getting his goal. Edward getting a couple of goals. So um, you know there was there was definitely going to be, you know going to be too many changes there. And it's it's quite interesting when you hear old managers always talking you know about the the kind of fixture congestion, but. Both of these managers are pretty much over one chain yeah. between 22 players. So it tells you that uh, when you're in form and when you're feeling a bit of confidence, don't change too much. You don't have to. Uh, Mother will go in with the same again. And it's quite interesting that, you know, that, that front three, which didn't quite click under Stephen Robinson, you used to think, well, is that really a... All, they all want to play central. But it's working well under Graham Alexander and they will pose a threat today against Celtic. But... Uh, you know, again, we're looking forward to the game. I think it'll be a, a, a quite an open game. I, I don't see Motherwell just coming here and camping. As I said, they've got they've got done good for them, and I expect them to to take the game to Celtic whenever we get the opportunity. Celtic have got to try and build uh, a bit of consistency. Uh, you know, you just don't know what you're going to get no. just now with Celtic. We just can't predict it. Graham Alexander's been very clear to his players if they don't believe that they can come here and get something, then they shouldn't be a footballer. Yeah, I, I said last week, I think the fear factor's gone from Celtic this season, and I think particularly in an empty stadium, it definitely helps. There's, there's no doubt about that. We just, uh, you know, we had Gregor Townsend and the wee clip there just before the show started talking about the rugby, saying take advantage of it. And, and I think teams have come that, that way. There hasn't been that same intensity at Celtic Park this year uh, from the players. And, uh, you know, I think the, the opposition get a sense of that. So if they can keep it, you know, a, a control game, not not the cliche of just keeping it the first 20 minutes because I really don't think that's been quite as uh, as important this time round. Uh, Celtic haven't got themselves, um, you know, well in front by by uh, a half time or anything like that in many games uh, this year. So yeah, Motherwell will definitely come here uh, feeling confident and get a positive result. But uh, Neil Lennon seems to think that uh, that result and performance in midweek and maybe having that little bit of a as a you know home truce um, being spelt out to him as he called it um, last week. Um, seems to be having an impact and he'll be hoping it continues today. So it's one change for Celtic and no changes for Motherwell for this one. Graham, he had a stellar career as a player, you know, great longevity in the game and you know, he's, he's done very well in his coaching career so far. I think, you know, they've changed their setup, you know, a little bit, tweaked it a little bit um, and certainly defensively it set players to look a little bit more organised. They've gone from man marking to zonal. So he's just tweaked little things here and there and, you know, they've got a decent squad of players and, you know, the front three could be a handful for anybody in this division. Any team has a has a fighting chance going into a game. If you don't believe that, then I don't think you're a professional sportsman in the first place. You know, that, that's that's the reality. You know, you, you're, you're a professional because you've had these battles since you were a kid to succeed, to get to professional, you've had to overcome challenges, overcome opposition, you know, for contracts and everything. So you're used to competing. And if that goes away where you don't feel you compete, then you're in the wrong the wrong game. And um, so certainly previous results for us in our short time have to give the players confidence. They, they will have that. Um, Mark Wilson, you look at that Celtic team, not many changes after the 4-0 victory against Kilmarnock. One guy who's always been exempt from the criticism really has been David Turnbull. He's clearly been Celtic's shining light over the last couple of months and up against his former team today, there's always an extra intrigue there. They know him, he knows them. How does that 
uh, impact the match at all? Um, well, funnily enough, I always played better uh, against my uh, former team. David Turnbull, I don't think he, he worries about coming up against anybody with the form he's in at the minute. The the one thing I will say with Rogic coming in and, and Turnbull, I just hope he, he manages to stay in that central area and he hasn't shunted out for Rogic coming into that one at the top of the diamond. I think Turnbull fills that terrifically well for Celtic. Everything goes through him. In terms of changes, I'm not surprised that Celtic... You know, keep the same lineup after, or, or or most of the same lineup after the other night because they were they were terrific, and I think that's been the problem for Neil Lennon this season. There has been no settled side, no settled formation, and I think you can see that that is hindering them throughout the season. He found something the other night. He found a, a two that worked, a two that got on the score sheet. He found a midfield that looked full of energy, full of creativity. And even at the back, I think Welsh coming in at the back, a young boy, I mentioned in the show last week, why wouldn't you play him? I had uh, someone who is on reportedly £50,000 a week but m- makes mis- uh, mistake after mistake, week after week. Why wouldn't you play Welsh? I think he brought a settled... Uh, a settledness to the back four Along with Ayer And it looked a much more solid foundation I'm, I'm glad that he's starting the game also this afternoon Jim Duffy Where is that line then between Celtic obviously aren't flying this season They're not as good as they were And teams have shown they can get results So if your mother will How much are you willing to test that And, and, and go for it And how much do you acknowledge Well they, they've still got very good players And if, if we get it wrong They could still win the game convincingly yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all about getting the balance right, uh, Gordon. But, you know, I think, you, I mean, if, if you're Motherwell, you have to look at in, in, in relatively recent times, you know, St. Mundell came here, Ross County came here, and not, not just come away with a point. Uh, I mean, one was a cup competition, but come away with wins, you know, and, and I think that's really important. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not that they've, that they've just lost to somebody like Rangers, you know, it's, you know, other teams in, in, the, in the lower half of the league. Um, you know, I've been managed to come here and won games, and I think that's got to give uh, belief in co- in amongst our own forum. Uh, the new manager coming in, uh, as, as Neil Lennon said, I'll just tweak things a little bit. So you know, they're they, they, they coming into the game with you know a, a, a real, a really good um, mentality, and I think that's really important. You don't want to be coming in here, you know, on the back of five or six defeats and thinking, oh wait a minute, if we, if we don't get it right here, we could be on the end of a real drubbing. I don't, I don't think uh, Mother will have any of those type of thoughts. I think they'll come here thinking, right. We know our jobs now. We know what the manager's expecting of us. We're playing well. We can score goals. We'll look a bit tighter at the back and um, see if they can cause... It will be, still be an upset. You know, there's no doubt about that. Um, and, and Celtic, as, as, as Mark said, they you know, did play very well. But I have to say, I thought Commander were really poor. I didn't really think they laid a glove on Celtic. They just looked as if they're a team bereft of confidence. And I, I don't think that, that could be the say, said the same about Motherwell. Okay, that's Celtic Park. I'm sure we'll go back there various times between now and kick off. Let's go to St Mirren against Kilmarnock. Fraser Wishart's looking ahead to that one. Well, as Jim was just saying there, of course, managerless Kilmarnock come to St Mirren today, and I think the importance of the games that are coming up are shown by a quick look at the table, which shows we are heading towards a split after 33 games, and with the Saints in sixth place, but 10 points behind Livingston in fifth. There's only really, I think, that sixth place up for grabs for those in the bottom half of the table. For St Mirren, the next three or four weeks will decide how their season will pan out. Because of the COVID problems, you remember the farce around the 3-0 defeats, and consequently their successful appeals. They amazingly have seven home 
games in this month and nothing scheduled. I think two are scheduled after that uh, before the split. So in the shortest month of the year, they have seven home games, but that will say uh, will, will, will define their season. Of course, they've been playing in decent form recently. Defeat the Hibs was against uh, when they did have 10 men, the goalkeeper sent off. And a few victories, and they should be safe from the drop and able to look up the table. But such is the table at the moment. Running defeats could see them dragged into the battle at the bottom where they find Kilmarnock, of course, managerless Alec Dyer removed last Saturday, probably when we were still on air. It's been a hectic week for James Fowler, director of football. He signed a couple of players on loan on deadline day, both play today, and then he took the reins as caretaker manager. And while in that role, like today, he's trying also to bring in a new boss, been interviewing uh, bosses this week, or potential bosses, so we expect to see an appointment early part of next week. But their form on the field is worrying. They sit in 10th and in danger of relegation, not playing particularly well, looking devoid of conference. But like St Mern, a couple of wins would just give them some relief and maybe restore that confidence. I went today for Kelly, we'd see them only two points behind St Mern and six, so it's so tight at the bottom. Positions seem to change from week to week. A defeat today, and a win for Ross County, however, and Kelly could sit in the relegation playoff play. So lots to play for here. A really interesting game, and four changes in the team for St Mirren. Anik, of course, is suspended, but Flynn uh, is, drops to the bench, and Dennis and Brophy are both injured. Uh, and Brophy, of course, signed from Kilmarnock very recently. So in come Dean Linus, Ethan Erhon, Kyle McAllister and John Obika. They go with a 4-4-1-1 formation. Dean Linus is in goals. Marcus Fraser, Conor McCarthy, Joe Shaughnessy and Richard Tate at the back. Across the middle, Kyle McAllister, Jake Doyle-Hayes, Ethan Erhon and Ilkay Durmas with Jimmy McGrath just off the main striker, John Obika. Brandon Mason, Ryan Flynn, Cammy McPherson, Daniel Finlayson, Dylan Connolly, Lee Erwin, Peter Urminski, Jay Henderson and Lewis Jimison are the substitutes. There's also four changes for Kilmarnock from defeat against Celtic Millen. Dikamona Burke, surprisingly, and Oakley drop out with the debuts for Perrick and Medley and also Kilty and Whitehall return as well. Colin Doyle's in goals, Zek Medley, Gary Dicker at the back, Zeno Ibsen Rossi and Brandon Housetrop. In the midfield, Alan Power and Arden Tishbola. Rory McKenzie, Greg Kilty and Brandon Perrick are behind the lone striker, Danny Whitehall. On the bench for Kelly, Curtis Lyle, Aaron McGowan, Ross Millen, Thomas Brindley, Diagli, Dabo, Yusuf Malumbu, Chris Burke, Miki, Nicky, sorry, Kabamba and Mitchell Pinnock. And the referee today at St Mirren is John Beaton. Uh, Mark Wilson just decided He just took it upon himself At three minutes past two To decide that Hibs Aberdeen Was game of the day Maybe it is Maybe it's not Let's go there And look ahead to that one The team news David Friel is there for us Good afternoon Gordon And I feel honoured Mark says it's a game of the day Gordon DL says I'm going to bring some glamour To things So <laughs> it is first for everything A pivot a pivotal game in the battle for third place but Aberdeen boss Derek McInnes arrives in the capital with his problems mounting up the Dons boss lost Sam Cosgrove Curtis main Scott Wright last week now Ryan Hedges came out for the season and Flo Berry, his new signing can't even get in the country as things stand the Swiss striker is still waiting on a work visa it's clear that Derek's under pressure Gordon won win the last seven games and a section of Aberdeen support want him out but as Mark Wilson said earlier a win would take Aberdeen above Hibs having played a game less I think Aberdeen won 1-0 uh, back here in August. Uh, Lewis Ferguson penalty and McInnes would love a repeat today. It's been a much better week for Jack Ross. Back-to-back wins over Dundee United and St Mirren. And he's actually not changed his team today. So Hibs are unchanged, meaning there's no place for in-demand Ryan Portis and Kevin Nisbet. I'll just go through the teams. Hibs are Ophir Marciano in goals. Paul McGinn, Darren McGregor, Paul Hamlin at the back. Chris Cadden, Jackson Irvin, Alec Gogic, Josh Doig and Jimmy Murphy in midfield with Martin Boyle and Christian Doidge up front. Aberdeen make two changes, Matty Kennedy and Dylan McGee come in for Hedges and Conor McLennan. So I think Aberdeen are going to go with a sort of 3-4-3 formation. It'll be Joe Lewis in goals. It'll be Ash Taylor, Tommy Hoban and Andy Constantine at the back. Uh, Ross McCrory, 
Dylan McGeek, Lewis Ferguson, Greg Lee in midfield, Johnny Hayes, Matty Kennedy and Fraser Hornby mm. up front. I'll also just run through the subs for you, Gordon. Sure. Hibs have got Macy, Gray, Portis, Stevenson, Halberg, McGuinness, Allen, Wright and Nisbet. And Aberdeen have... They have... I'm just loving the fact that Macy Gray is on the bench for, Aber- oh, uh, for Aberdeen. That, 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 I can't that, believe that. Aberdeen subs are Gary Woods, Shea Logan, Callum Hendry, Niall McGinn, Conor McLennan, Ethan Ross, Dean Campbell, Mirko Vertonen, Jack McKenzie and the referee is William Collum. William Collum, we're giving him his foot Macy Gray, I've not heard of her in years, I didn't know she was still Macy kicking Gray, a ball, yeah. there we go, on the pitch <laughs> for player, you know. this afternoon. Uh, let's hear from Derek McInnes, as David Field quite rightly says, a bit of mounting pressure, personnel difficulties as well. We've got a chance to go third tomorrow with a game in hand, so you know I'm just being positive about that. Even that isn't good enough. We finished third, it's still not be good enough for some, but so be it. If that's not good enough for some, then you've got to deal with that. You know, when you get into a job as a manager, you've got to deal with pressure. I felt pressure really since, you know, there's pressure been on here since day one. Um, and the more you do, the more that um, it increases. So I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm relaxed about it. We're looking forward to the game. The intention is to go down and give a good account of ourselves for Aberdeen Football Club and get... Three points that allows us to go back into third spot. Um, and listen, if that's not good enough for some, then so be it. Oh, he doesn't sound relaxed there, God. <laughs> if it's not good enough for some, then so be it. But I'm relaxed. That is a good game, battle. Looking forward to that one. Hibs against Aberdeen. A massive one in the bottom six. Dave Galloway is in Dingwall looking ahead to Ross County Dundee United. From a cold but snowless uh, Dingwall, the apocalyptic uh, warnings, uh, the amber warnings saying uh, we were going to get loads and loads of snow. Thankfully, haven't materialised to the game on the pitch, which looks in decent condition. Ross County may be sitting second bottom, but what an incentive they have this afternoon to beat Dundee United. Now, that would narrow the gap on their visitors to only two points. John Hughes' side showed uh, real dig and determination to climb off the foot of the Premiership with two late goals to defeat Hamilton on Wednesday night and will want to build on that. As for United, a decent start to life back in the top flight has been undone by a miserable run. No wins in eight games and three defeats in a row. Another defeat this afternoon could see them sucked into a relegation dogfight when earlier in the campaign saw talk of a possible push for Europe. Ross County make uh, three changes today. In come Carl Tremarco, Billy Mackay and Jordan White for Alex Yakoviti, Ian Vigers and Ollie Shaw. And a couple of changes for United, Mark Reynolds and Peter Pollitt in for Ian Harks and Nicky Clark. Let's go to the Tony Macaroni Arena and uh, speak to Roger Hanna. Yeah, and welcome to the dress rehearsal for the Betfred Cup final, Gordon, which will take place at Hamden three weeks tomorrow. As you know, I've checked and I'm fine to be inside a Tony Macaroni premises this afternoon, unlike Livy, who were pulled up for their eating arrangements in Aberdeen in midweek. But whatever David Martindale has been feeding his players has had the desired effect on them because they're now 14 games unbeaten under the new manager. They haven't lost since I was last year for Super Scoreboard, a 1 0 defeat to St Mirren back in November. They've already won twice against St Johnson this season and a third win today would definitely make them big favourites for the Cup final in the last day of the month. They're also three places, 12 points better off than today's visitors after that remarkable run of results. As for Callum Davison Saints, they, they have been hit and miss this season as you know, and but that 1-0 midweek defeat at Ibrox was their first loss in eight games. They're without Murray Davidson this afternoon, he injured one calf muscle while trying to protect the other calf muscle after that Kemar roof challenge in midweek. But they do have Glenn Middleton available again after he was in 
eligible to face his parent club in midweek. He starts on the bench today. Livy lost John Guthrie and Craig Sibbald in the warm-up before Tuesday's 2-0 win at Aberdeen. Guthrie's still out today. Sibbald's only back on the bench. So Livingston today go with Max Stryek in goal. It's a back four. Nicky Devlin, a midweek goal scorer. F.A. Ambrose, Aaron Taylor, Sinclair and Jackson Longridge. Then a midfield of Steve Lawson, Marvin Bartley and Jason Holt. And it's Scott Pittman and Alan Forrest asked to support the frontman Scott Robinson. On the bench, McCrory, McMillan, Fitzwater, Pignatiello, Sibbald and Cabia, Poplatnik, Tiffany and Emmanuel Thomas, the Jets on the bench. As for St Johnson's under Clark in goal, it's a back three, the captain Jason Kerr, who celebrates his 24th birthday today with Liam Gordon and Jamie McCart. Then Sean Rooney, Ali McCann, Liam Craig and Scott Tanzer. And it's David Wallerspoon supporting the front two of Chris Kane and Guy Melamed on the bench. Parish, Brown, Booth, Bryson, Gilmer, Conway, O'Halloran, May and Middleton. And the referee at Tony Macaroni this afternoon is Ewan Anderson. Right, that's you up to speed with your team news. Now, at this time on a Saturday, we always get all the guys involved. We look back on some of the week's biggest stories, biggest talking points, biggest controversies. So we will do that in just a second. But before we go any further, something really important I want to talk to you about. If you've been listening to the show this week, you'll know we've been trying... Uh, to help you look out look out for yourself really Look after your mental well-being As we continue to get our way through this pandemic uh, As well as all the goals and, and carry on today We're going to spend a few minutes each hour Just talking about how important this subject is So first up uh, We're going to hear from Partick Thistle legend Our both striker Chris Doolan Who's been telling us what he's found most difficult during this time The main thing that I would find more difficult Is not being able to see You know my parents um, My brother, my sister um, But Oh, it's unfortunately just now it's it's just what's needed, um, and it's and it's the way it's got to be. And you know, I think it's it's just important to to see the kind of light at the end of the tunnel. That when we get through it, um, you know, you can give your parents a a big cuddle. Uh, remember, it's really important you look after yourself during this pandemic. If you need any help, just remember you're not alone. There are people out there, groups that can help you to find the support that's right for you. Visit nhsinform.scot forward slash mind or call the NHS twenty four on one one one. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson, Alex Ray and Gordon Diel are in the studio. We've got the top team all around the grounds as we build up to kick off a big Saturday in the Premiership. Celtic Motherwell, Hibs Aberdeen, Levy St Johnston, St Mirren Kilmarnock and Ross County Dundee United is your top flight offering. If you've ever listened to the show on a Saturday before, you will know at this time we always get all the guys involved. And we look back on some of the week's biggest talking points. I, I long, believe me, I long for the week where it's where it's not about the compliance officer or retrospective punishment uh, or pouring over incidents from last week, from last month, from last year, from ten years ago. But Roger Hanna, I'm not sure how we escape that this week. It is the story. It is the scenario that's been dominating everywhere you look. Without doubt, Gordon, and listen, you know what I've said for many a year, you can never second guess what happens in the SFA disciplinary system. It has long since baffled me, but um, a couple of very, very interesting decisions. I think at the start of the week, if you'd, if you'd asked people questions at half past nine after Kilmarnock Celtic finishing Tuesday night about which Celtic player might be hearing from the compliance officer, I think most people would have said to you it may well be Scott Brown after that clash with Aaron Tishpola. For me, it wasn't a red card either, I have to say, but that was the one that seemed to get the imagination of the public, if you like. don't think many people thought Albion Ajeti would be pulled up for a dive, and there was there was real 
bewilderment, I think, in many circles. He did get pulled up because it's very, very rare. I think that's the first in three or four years that a player actually has been pulled up by a compliance officer for the, the alleged act of simulation. And then the Kmar Roof one, now you can say what you like about the Kmar Roof one, but it looked to me that the referee David Munro had a pretty decent view of it at the time. And it goes back to a point Fraser made in the show seven days ago about re-refereeing games. You know, how deep into this are we going to go? Are we going to have somebody sitting, poring over every incident in every game just in case the referee made a slight error? And I would also love to know what the referees are making of all this. Um, whether they're happy that the compliance officer or the stand-in compliance officer as it is, is taking the opportunity to, to look at all this and, and pour over their work or whether they think they're doing a decent enough job and they would be quite content if everything was left with their own on-pitch decisions. It's an interesting point, Alex Ray, but to be fair, most people are actually agreeing, in isolation, are agreeing with the decisions. So that theory that the referees are doing a good enough job at the time, that's certainly up for debate as well. Yeah, I think when you look at the overall picture, Gordon, it's been poor for a long time. Uh, that was another one the other night. I think came our roof, got away with one. Um, I think Fraser Wishart hits the nail on the head mm-hmm. in terms of the remit for retrospective. Mistaken identity. Off the ball incidents or diving simulation, they are, they were the the criteria to then go and have a look at things. What I'm actually witnessing now, and I'm not just talking about Kmart Roof, I'm seeing referees who have a clear, uh, unobstructed view of the incident. But it certainly seems that they do, because we'll we will obviously never truly know. Gordon, I'm I'm, 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 part, I'm partially okay, agreeing yeah, with you. Yeah, but okay. Well, listen. What I'm saying is, there's no one actually going to cross the path of them when they're actually making the decision. Which I can understand mm-hmm. it if they don't get that decision right. And it seems to me as if they're holding their hands up and just going, "Okay, okay I made a mistake." When clearly the actual thing at the time, because I think Roger hits on it there as well. You have where do you draw the line with this? Because the amount of times we sit in this program and go, "Oh my God, how late is that? That should most certainly have been a red." How many retrospectives have we, we actually seen over the course of a season, Mark? A couple. So you then have mm. to question the process because it doesn't seem to be consistent. The, the, well, the, there's a lot to, to take in here, Fraser, and I, I get the uh, the appetite out there on Twitter. I'm constantly getting people saying, why, why are you not mentioning this tackle and it's something from a year ago? And why, why are you not mentioning this and it's something from 18 months ago? That It makes it quite difficult w- when we start doing that. If we can begin by limiting ourselves to this recent Batch right Because we did Morelos last week So let's look Kamar Roof And Albina Yeti The notion of Upgrading A yellow To a red And that wee caveat That wee loophole Where a referee Maybe saw the incident But apparently Did not see it all Or did not see the bit of it Which constitutes a red Is that the main issue here then For you If we if we took that out Would that Would that help yeah, yeah, I mean, in a slight kind of, uh, almost a kind of history lesson, I was involved with Stuart Reagan and Tony McLennan three or four years ago. They came to me and said they were a wee bit concerned that there was no avenue for the SFA to punish something that was maybe exceptional, and that was the wording. This was the intent around the change in the rules at that time, and it was to do with you know, people maybe... Younger people won't remember it. Remember Ben Thatcher on Pedro Mendes, that type of thing when he smashed him. And if you look on YouTube, you think, wow, the referee gave a yellow card. And that's one where you would see him being upgraded. You know, something where somebody's an outrageous tackle, not for the run-of-mill tackles in the middle of the park, in this, that may, be, may or may not be serious foul play. That was the intention of the word exceptional. But since Tony McGlennon left, Claire White came in, and now this is a part-time compliance officer, they're lawyers, and they 
interpret that completely differently. The intention was not to be looking at tackles in the park and upgrading yellow cars. Was, the, the intention was for something that, was, that we would sit here and say, that's outrageous, that has to be punished. You know, like a two-footed tackle that was knee-high that the referee maybe gave a yellow card for. So that's where we've got to now, it's about interpretation. And r- around the game, everybody I speak to is, is just not happy with the current situation. And I don't think UEFA... And I don't think, certainly not think FIFA, and I know the English FA would not touch anything like they do in this country. And I'm not aware of any other country that does this. So there needs to be a complete rethink and a complete re- rejig of the whole thing. Go back to the intention and say, I was involved in it. And Stuart Reagan and Tony McGlynn are no longer here, but they would, they would testify to this. That was the intention of this, but it's just gone way beyond the, the pale. And, and the, the Albany-Ayeti one, if we're going to start punishing players for simulation when there's contact then that's a serious thing. That's a serious thing because we'll be here all day and that is the big issue that I think that players have. Consistency is the thing that people want to see. Consistency, I said last week, it really means people just want and supposers want their opinion to be agreed with. Yeah, that, that word is starting to annoy me a little bit, I must say. Yeah. Yeah, you can't have that. It's, we all have different opinions. And and football fans and football clubs, in my experience, only really make a noise when it happens to their team. They don't make a noise when it happens to, to Kilmarnock if they're, if they're an, a fan of the old firm. So, from my point of view, the whole system needs reviewed. And I am speaking to the, the Scottish FA. And I think there is a view to say, it's not working. What are we going to do? What are we he, going to do? So, we'll play a part in that as a union, of course. I get that, right. So, that, that sounded well-intentioned when it started off. And you said this, looking back at incidents and maybe upgrading something was for... Exceptional circumstances but, but is that not in itself still a problem Because what's exceptional to you Might not be exceptional to me And whilst you rely on human beings Making a judgement call on it You're never going to get this make-believe consistency That people think they're trying to achieve oh, Totally I mean it, it really should be And this is where FIFA would not touch any of these incidents That have been that have been looked at this week FIFA wouldn't go near it And I would be interested to know what they thought of our, of our current system because you're then getting into you are re-refereeing you're also interesting Alec Ray's comments there you're asking the referee you know did you see it and Alec, when you when you went back to Alec Alec was kind of saying hmm alright very good because people start to think ah you did see it and it's this word did you, did you see all of it or there was a part of it you missed terrible situation to put the referee in a really wrong situation to be in referees make mistakes like players and if they make a mistake whether it's sending a player off wrongly or not sending a player off then, then sometimes you have to just live with that and that's where I think we need to get to get away from anything to do with the normal flow of the game and look at incidents where the referee doesn't see it and the camera catches it that's what it's there for uh, the other thing you said though which I think is, is relevant to elaborate on you said you know, sort of FIFA wouldn't touch this down south you wouldn't touch it UEFA wouldn't touch it it's part of that because they've got VAR though and we don't let's look at how that might have played out the other night Kamar Roof goes in on Murray Davidson the referee shows the yellow card and VAR re-referees the incident but it just does it a lot quicker than we do we have to wait a couple of days but they in, in essence would be re-refereeing it and he probably would have got sent off yeah, but that, that, that is different, but that happened even before the VAR in, in England, they wouldn't have gone near this type of thing. And we don't have VAR, so so what, what good is VAR? Oh, he's never sounded better. You've also a situation, you, you, need to, you need to have to look at every single game and every single incident in 90 minutes, you would be re-refereeing the game on a Monday morning, whereas VAR now in England, at least the referee has the final decision on the day of the game. So for me, it's just gone too far, and in Scotland... I think the fact that we have 16 cameras at some games and four at others, the inconsistency is going to be there as well, whereas in England they have the same number of cameras at every game. So lots to talk about, but that was the intent behind it, and I just think it's gone too far now. Right, last one that I'll pick you up on then, because I can sense the listeners might be interested in this. We're actually watching reruns of Albion Ayeti at the moment, and you are suggesting that that's a huge can of worms, because how can you retrospectively pull someone up for 
simulation when there's contact. But that yeah. begs the question, obviously, just because there's contact doesn't mean you've got a right to go down, do you? No, and also if there's no contact, it's, it can still be a free kick as well in the middle of the park. So that, that's what I'm saying about a can of worms. If somebody tackles somebody in the middle of the park, slides in and doesn't make contact, you can still have a free kick. Uh, for me, I don't know whether Alvin Ayeti was, was, there was enough contact to go down as, uh, the, the, uh, from the contact or not. And you're then questioning the player and the player's integrity. If you if there's no contact, it's clear, then that's fine. But I think it's wrong when a player gets a bit, it's a bit of contact on him. I don't know and nobody else knows. And nobody in a panel will know whether there was enough for him to go down or not. So that for me, again, it's a dodgy area to get into because we'll be here all week looking at every single instant and we'll never have any players on the park. Good luck if you think we're going to limit it to one week. <laughs> it seems to roll on. Uh, David Friel, welcome to the Madhouse on a Saturday afternoon. I was just going to sit you, let you sit back and, and get a feel for what the guys are thinking and then you can you can put us all right. Gordon, I think you said last thing to show that what we've got in Scotland is a, a version of a cheap old VAR. Um, and I think that sums it up. For me, the system the system's completely broken. I don't think, I agree with Fraser, I think any serious football country doesn't have this sort of system where some tackles are selected, some incidents are selected and others are just ignored. I think we just. I think the time has just come for VAR to be introduced. I think a couple of years ago it was estimated about a million pounds a year. Um, I think we just have to pay the money. I think, I looked this morning actually at other leagues around the country, uh, sorry, around Europe who have VAR now and it's, it's not just your top leagues. A lot of the kind of smaller leagues, similar size to Scotland, are now introducing them as well, and I think it would take away a lot of this. You know, you talk about consistency. Suddenly, you just get everything sorted on the pitch. Referees, I think, would be in favour of it as well. I think you know it gives them a help, but lets them not have this suspicion of, oh, did you see it? Or did you not see it? Are you, not, are you just saying now because it's you realise it's a red card tackle that you didn't see the full instant. And I think we're just getting to the time where, without VAR, we're just going to constantly go around in circles with incidents like this. Yeah, and I, I don't know if. The level of communication, Roger. I don't know if that clears it up for anyone. We, Jim Duffy and I were talking about this last night. People say they want they want more transparency. If we could just learn, you know, why was that decision made? Was that one looked at? Was it not looked at? And if not, why not? You know, I don't know. Would that help? Um, we in this show can never really get away from the fact that we exist in Glasgow. So we adopt all the the conspiracies and all the all the madness that surrounds that rivalry. Um, but I wonder if if a bit more. Uh, what's the word Transparency would Would make any difference To people For instance Right The other night uh, I'm led to believe That Lewis Ferguson's incident Against Livingston Where he flies in late With the arm th- That was also looked at That was looked at And then the Three referees decided No further action Was required But but, but we don't know that And then people are, are able to say Why are not all the incidents Getting looked at When in actual fact We don't know which are, What ones are getting looked at And what ones aren't yeah, well, listen, we actually touched on this show on Tuesday night before any of these incidents took place, Gordon, and we discussed the importance of transparency. Now, I'm not expecting for a minute that the SFA tell us the names of the three former refs. I'm not expecting for a minute they tell us the name of the person who's deputising for Craig, uh, Claire White after her departure from the compliance officer role. But what they should be telling us is how they came to this decision. You know, were the three of them convinced? Clearly they were that Albi and Ayeti dived and there was no contact. Um, was the referee on Tuesday night when he looked at it again, did he feel he had been fooled by Albi and Ayeti? Um, likewise, you know, what was the decision-making process? Over Lewis Ferguson, over Scott Brown, over Kemar Ruth. Um, you know, when David Monroe looked at it again, 
you have to believe that despite having what everyone thinks is a very clear look at it, he's thought, oh, actually, maybe I didn't quite see what I thought. So what then does this panel of three, what, what, what did they see? So we don't want them unmasked, Gordon, but I think a little bit more transparency, a little bit more explanation might help, you know, it might help, you're never going to stop the conspiracy theorists, Gordon, but, but it might give us a little bit more of an insight into how this system operates. Two Saturdays in a row that That's been the, the topic of choice Between 20 past 2 and 20 to 3 You never know We'll wait and see what happens today And during the week We might well find ourselves back here But let's park it for the moment Because we've got great games to look forward to And we'll go back around the grounds next The winning team All season long This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard 15 minutes to kick off in the big games in the Premiership this afternoon Celtic against Motherwell is one that's certainly going to attract a lot of attention in this part of the world Jim Duffy um, Neil Lennon's part in, in all of this you just can't escape it week to week because last week on the show was up there with the most explosive clip I've played after a game You know, talking about players letting him down and they have been for a long time and so on he felt like he got a reaction during the week uh, he turns up at training yesterday and sees another Lennon out banner unveiled at Lennox Town. So, how where do, how does this play out for him? He he seems to be speaking like a man who who does think he's going to be here next season. Yeah, well, he's made his he's made his uh, comments quite straightforward, hasn't he? I mean, one with the players last week saying a lot of players didn't want to be here, don't want to be in Scotland, all these sort of things. You see, there was it was um, very honest, but also he knew it was going to capture the headlines and. He needed a response. He got the response. Now, whether that was from some of the comments or, you know, he questioned the players' personal pride and obviously, or whether it was just a fact is that, you know, they're good players and they're going to click eventually. Um, who, who knows? But a little bit like Denton McInnes was saying earlier on, the, the, the guys are laughing and, and you're right in what he said, feel, not feeling the pressure. But he said he's going to be there. He's, he's got no intention of leaving and why should he? And again, so that, that, that tells you that he's in no hurry to leave Celtic. Um, and, but the only way that he's got any chance of uh, remaining as a Celtic manager is if his team performs for him and he asked the question that he said I need them to play for the manager and he actually mentioned himself in that uh, you know kind of statement where he, that, that you know play for the manager and, and if he gets that response and if he gets it from now to the end of the season with a really good run I mean he's going to need a really good run then he may well still have a chance but obviously there's a new chief executive coming in and it looks as if you know, all these things could uh, there could be a different infrastructure at Celtic in the football department, who knows. So there'll be a lot, of, a lot of talk and debate about that. But all he can focus on at this moment in time is Motherwell and trying to back up that result um, that he had in midweek. And, uh, you know, the performance and, you know, the controversy we've spoken before, um, you know, that, that'll be for another day if he gets a positive result. But if he doesn't, then those questions are going to keep resurfacing mm. time after time and eventually it'll wear them down. There's a lot to like about Hibs against Aberdeen David Friel is watching that one for us at Easter Road David, the ongoing criticism from some people With regards to Derek McInnes A lot of it centres around the achievements Have they achieved enough? How much of it centres around the fact that Maybe managers have just got a shelf life Irrespective of how well they've done And people get fed up Because Derek McInnes you know, has built a lot of teams there Season after season Usually up there in the league Gets to the finals of, of cup competitions um, and, and in his words It's not enough for some people Yeah, what's the phrase Familiarity breeds contempt I mean, I think Derek's approaching his eighth uh, year In charge of Aberdeen Which in the modern era is unheard of I think only Jim McAnally's maybe Been in a job longer in Scotland So, yeah I, th you know, 
I think over the piece, he's been a very good Aberdeen manager. Is it coming to an end? Is it reaching its natural conclusion? Probably. You know, I think I think Derek could maybe do with a fresh challenge. I think Aberdeen could maybe just, you know, do with a fresh approach. But, you know, you look at the table, a win today with a game in hand as well, and Aberdeen will go above Hibernian. So, I don't know. I, you know, I do. It's, it's Be careful what you wish for. I don't know. The Aberdeen fans, what do they actually want? You know, is it just because of the style of football? Is it... Is it because of you know Derek's tactics? I don't know, but I, I do think it's it's getting to a point where I think there may be a pattern of the ways soon, sooner rather than later. Yeah, going to watch that one with interest today. People looking at third, there might be a few uh, mischief makers. Hugh Keevans was strong on it the other night. He thinks that could still be teams that are going for second place. Gordon Dale, you're shaking your head. You're not convinced. <laughs> no, I'm not convinced. Uh, I think Celtic will have enough to stay in second. Aberdeen Hibs will fight it out. Well, they need to watch for Livingston, uh, exactly. but I, think, well, I, I don't know if Livingston just can catch it. Well, they, they, they may well do, Roger Hanna, because the question on everyone's lips at the moment is will Livingston ever lose a football match again? And if so, <laughs> when will it be? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I, I think you know their top priority always every season is to stay up. They did that long time ago. Um, the next priority, top six. For me, they're already nailed on for the top six. So success for Livingston, for me, isn't going to be catching Aberdeen or Hibs for third or fourth. Success is going to be the next game against St. John's in three weeks tomorrow and bringing home a first major trophy to the Tony Macaroni in 17 years. Um, they'll go into the game favourites, I would think. As we said earlier on, they've beaten St. John's a couple of times this season. They're three places above them. They're 12 points better off. And they're on this remarkable run under David Martindale Gordon. 14 games unbeaten. He hasn't lost a game yet since he took the reins from Gary Holt. Um, Gary's last game, the defeat here against St. Mirren in November. It is one of the stories of the Scottish football season and at the minute it shows no sign of ending uh, To Paisley for St Mirren against Kilmarnock how much trouble are Kilmarnock in Fraser in your opinion we've had a few Kelly fans on the phone recently fearing the worst Yeah I think they're in a bit of trouble uh, Gordon I've seen them a number of times this season and uh, they haven't been particularly great they managed to pick up points here and there but uh, you know, you think back a couple of years when Steve Clark was in charge and they were such a good team, you know, very well organised, but hit well in the counter-attack and, uh, you know, they're now looking for another manager and James Fowler will probably bring in somebody, I think, just to keep them up. That's the situation that Kilmarnock find them, themselves in at the moment. It's not looking long-term. It's can we get an experienced manager. Tommy Wright's been discussed would be a, a sensible choice to just keep them up. I was actually going to look at the, the managers of Kilmarnock in the last number of years. Tommy Burns was appointed in 1990 and 20 years later, there have been four managers... It was Tommy Burns, Alec Totten, Boy Williamson and Jim Jeffries. And since then, in the last 11 years, they've had 10 managers. Now, I think that says a lot. The chopping and changing at the top. Players coming in, players coming out. Because managers want to bring in their own players as well. There doesn't seem to have been a consistency over long-term appointments. And yet again, it'll be a short-term one. And I think that's the necessity. Because they've got a battle in their hands. I don't think they'll win today. I think St Murn will beat them. And if his results go uh, not go their way elsewhere with Ross County and Hamilton, then they can find themselves in real deep, deep trouble. And Jim, James Fowler's got a big appointment this week and the manager's got a big job to try and lift the morale in the contest here because they're not playing well at all. Middle down is looking fascinating though, Fraser, overall, isn't it, in the Scottish Premiership? Going into today, if you take even St Mirren now, who are in sixth place, down to Ross County in 11th place, uh, there's... <laughs> Only six points between them And within that you've got the likes of St Mirren Who've played 24 And Dundee United who've played 27 So there's possibly a bit of, of settling down to do With regards to the number of games played But there's not a lot of points between all those sides No and in recent years it's been a real fascinating Last uh, five games after the split 
um, for, for, for the relegation places. Nobody's really dropped off. Aki's have got to be careful. You know, a couple of bad results for them, and uh, they, they could find themselves dropping off. That's a bit of a danger. Four points of a gap at the bottom. But you're absolutely right. I mean, St Mirren, I said earlier, seven games at home in February. Utterly astonishing. And that could go either way. You know, two, or th- three or four wins out of those seven. And they can find themselves in the top six. And uh, you know, if they win the two games in hand over Livingston, they're actually only a few points behind them. So it's been a weird season. But if they don't get these points, then you know, you're looking at maybe usually 36 points gets you safe. But this year, it might not. It just might not keep you safe. So, uh, But a couple of wins for St and I think they'll be OK. And they can start to, to look up. And I think they'll start by doing that today. But as you said, it changes. The bottom team changes from week to week as well. But it's just beginning to just... People are just going to find a position in the next few weeks before the split. Any of the names that have been banded about for the, the Kilmarnock job, how would you assess them? Is it likely to be one of those appointments that knows the league well or someone that's been here previously? I've seen Stephen Presley mentioned, seen Jim McIntyre mentioned. Yeah, Jim McIntyre or, or a Tommy Wright would be the ones I would think of, people who know the game here. And uh, that old cliche, uh, a safe pair of hands. You know, When I was looking, I was saying earlier about the number of managers they've had, uh, they did make an appointment in, in January of 2010 and he was only there for six months was Jimmy Calderwood and he had the same remit it was to keep them up that season and that was actually like the last game of the season where they, they drew nothing each with Falkirk and if they lost that game they would have been relegated Falkirk in turn were relegated and Ryan Flynn is playing for St Monday missed a great chance for Falkirk in the closing minutes but that was the appointment for Jimmy Calderwood it wasn't any longer it was come in for six months and keep us up and then we'll review I think it's going to be that type of appointment and a Tommy Wright or a Jim McIntyre makes perfect sense to me and that other game Ross County against Dundee United Dundee United legend Mark Wilson in the studio it feels like we should ask you uh, how much trouble are they potentially in if we're talking about Coman yeah very much so um, I think their performances in recent weeks have been alarming um, touching on Thursday night about how they've had a lot to deal with the wage cuts and things and you thought they'd go over that but ultimately the important thing is performances on the pitch I think their big players aren't playing as well as they have done in weeks gone by and it's their home form that's particularly alarming struggling to keep the door shut at the back losing five to St Mirren a couple against Hibs Mickey Mellon is under pressure as Daz um, informed us last week and on Thursday so uh, a crucial period for them they started well but they're bang in trouble Yeah big win for Ross County Down at Hamilton And what about White and Mackay Grabbing the goals Has there ever been a better name For a strike force That's that's the question Surely not I'll put that to someone like Roger Hanna Because his memory is much better than you lot You're just looking at me blankly White mm-hmm. and Mackay Roger Can we do any better than that? No I don't think so It was a magnificent ready made headline For us in midweek When they scored those two goals In the last nine or ten minutes They both start today is there any chance Yogi could get a double before the week's out? Uh, yeah, should have lost mm. spirit, etc., etc. I can see where all this is going. Anyone else? Any advances on, <laughs> I, on I White and Mackay? Macy Gray. Oh, Macy Gray on the bench. That <laughs> oh, was not I mean. bad as well. I don't know. We must be able to do better than White and Mackay. It was pretty good, though. It's a solid well, box office. It's good. Yogi was, he was loving it. He, he made sure he mentioned it. Uh, right, I think that just about does us then. Building up to Celtic Motherwell, Hibs Aberdeen, Livy St Johnston, St Mirren, Kilmarnock, and Ross County Dundee United. Kickoffs are next. The fastest goals The expert opinions This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Let's quickly go back to Celtic Park Ahead of kick-off Get a recap of the teams Between Celtic and Motherwell Yeah, the teams are out on the pitch For Celtic One change Tom Rogic for Ryan Christie It's Scott Bain in goal A back four of John Joe Kenny Chris Iyer 
Stephen Welsh and Greg Taylor. The midfield four, Callum McGregor, Scott Brown, Tom Rogic and David Turnbull. Up top, Albion Ayeti and Odson Edward. Unchanged for Motherwell, Liam Kelly in goal. Back four, Stephen O'Donnell, Bevis McGabby, Ricky Lamy and Jake Carroll. The midfield three will be Barry Maguire, Robbie Crawford and Alan Campbell. And up top, it will be Chris Long, Devante Cole and Tony Watt. The referee this afternoon is Nick Walsh. Jim Duffy, we said it last week as well, but can you see anything but a home win this afternoon? No, but you're always expecting Celtic to win at home and they should with the quality they have at their disposal. But as I've said before, you know, you just don't really know what you're going to get from this Celtic team at this moment in time. Motherwell are playing well, you know, so I expect an open game, but you would always just fancy Celtic at Celtic Park to nick it so it'll be interesting to see how it goes as uh, Nick Walsh blows the whistle and we're ready to go yeah we are underway at Celtic Park it's Celtic against Motherwell Goal Flashes with Top Scaffolding for the top team in scaffolding visit topscaffolding.co.uk design quote deliver right go on then Wilson, DL, Ray give us the ACA what's it looking like go on Willow well, mate, ladies off. Yes, okay, yes, I yes. think after the, the other night, Celtic will beat Motherwell. Plenty of confidence in the side this week. I think Aberdeen will find a result Ooh, against Hibs. Madden. Yes, mm. Livy, Livy will win. I've tipped him every week to lose, but I, I can't keep going. Livy will win. I'll go for a draw between St Mirren and Kilmarnock purely because Fraser Wishart's here and it often ends nil nil. And Ross County will beat Dundee United. Mm, very good Mark uh, Not going to be the winner uh, I'm going for a shock of the day at Celtic Park I'm going for a home win uh, Hibs Aberdeen I am going a draw And you've heard it here first I napped him last week 2-0 down at Kilmarnock I think St Johnston will end that run with living this afternoon Ooh. I think St Mirren will beat Kilmarnock And I think Ross County Dundee United will be a draw I'm going to go for a Celtic home win uh, Hibs to draw with Aberdeen Livingston to draw St Mirren to beat Kilmarnock And Ross County to beat Dundee United Okay uh, We're missing the vaccinated one As he now calls himself <laughs> yeah. he, said, he said Josie's the special one He's the vaccinated yeah. one Mr Keegan's got his vaccination yesterday We wish him well He's still looking after himself at home And that's why he's not with us on a Saturday afternoon But he's with us in spirit And by the way he'll be listening He will absolutely be listening There is no doubt about that So is that in between the cleaning and doing what his missus uh, oh, tells him up, to do? Feet up for him, I think. Feet up on a Saturday. He's had a tough day yesterday. He's relaxing. Mm. Oh, we've got a goal at Celtic Park already. Goal flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. And it's Stephen Welsh who opens wow. the scoring. Not many would have predicted that. David Turnbull back to haunt his old team with the corner kick. Good delivery as always. Stephen Welsh with the header and it's Celtic 1 Motherwell 0. Yeah, pleased for the young man. I, I says I was pleased he was oh. in the squad. Uh, I shouted <laughs> for him last week. <laughs> Alex, did, I, I said, why wouldn't you play this guy and give him some game time? And he's rewarded his manager with an early goal. And I think that's what's been missing when Celtic play at Celtic Park in recent mm. weeks and months. An early goal just to settle them down and relax them. And they've got one this afternoon. One of my thought processes before the game, Alex, and I didn't get round to it, was to ask how Motherwell might cope without Declan Gallagher in defence yeah. and conceding a set piece might suggest that not too well yeah absolutely again we talk about David Turnbull's uh, delivery Gordon it's a, a whipped out to the eight yards well, it's, it's just kind of wrapped he did, he, did he whip out <laughs> he's just wrapped his right foot round it towards the incoming players Welsh about eight yards I think they have to do a little bit better but very committed header by Welsh a great start for Celtic poor one to lose for Motherwell Gordon but all credit to Celtic once again Ex-player We sold him to be Celtic 
Great ball in, whipped it out into <laughs> Welsh there. He just out muscles Carroll. Good header, mm. you've got to yeah. say. He attacks it. He attacks it well. Goalkeeper rooted to the spot. A uh, good start for Celtic. A lot yeah, of conviction there, Gordon. He, 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 does, he does well, Alex, because. Jake Carroll's managed to stay pretty much with yeah. him, and and Ricky Lamy sort of joins in as well. But you know, he, he just shows a good aggression. It, I think he's actually got the flight of the ball before the other guys because it's almost as if he get caught underneath it, the, the the Motherwell guys, and he his heaters very aggressive. You gone. know what showed the 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 value of the bunching up at corners. Celtic yeah, have exactly. done this all year and with very little success, but there they got success. You bunch up, and it's that difficult, even if you are. You know, touch tight with your man. If that drops over the guy in front of you's head and it just comes uh, down to Wells, perfect. It's very hard to defend against. Oh, Celtic well. almost make it two, and it's a sitter really from Odson Edward. It was certainly a good chance. I'll leave it to you to decide uh, how good. But he's missed the chance to make it Celtic two, Motherwell nil. That's uh, so well, you have to say, Mark. I was yeah. going to say, I wonder what yeah. impact that can have because I can't remember too many occasions when Celtic have scored early, and and you know, going there when you find yourself down early on. That makes it psychologically pretty tough And Celtic haven't managed to do that to many teams this season Yeah but they've started brilliantly Gordon And the thing is Mark will tell you Dazzler will tell you When you get a goal early doors It just settles everyone down Particularly at Parkhead Because you know you get on the front foot And they just seem to be a little bit overwhelmed at the moment eh, Motherwell they haven't mm. settled Due to the fact that Celtic have come off right out the blocks Yeah like I say odds and Edward With a, a very good chance to make it 2-0 to Celtic After Stephen Welsh's header And it's really been all the home side so far Motherwell can't Really get the ball back um, They're so very passive at the moment Mark We're about three or four minutes in But they look very passive You know they don't seem to be putting a, a, Any pressure at all As we see the Odson Edward goal It's an absolute guilt edge Opportunity come in from uh, Taylor On the, ball on Taylor. the money mm-hmm. he gets But Alex wrong. you're right if you, Gordon and Gordon Motherwell fans There's no real pressure On any Celtic yeah. player When they've been in possession Taylor gets the ball Gets out his feet Has a load cut Whips it in Nobody within to, a few yards to, to, to be fair though Right And obviously it's not working Because they should be 2-0 down But it, going into a game Is that not understandable Gordon Where you think Celtic Haven't managed to break teams down That have just sat in front of them This season So you know Is it deliberate Yeah and I th- That's not to say It's always going to work And but. it won't change you now I know that Motherwell should be probably Out this game they're still in it. Yeah, they've, they've went there with uh, obviously a tactic of trying to frustrate Celtic. And you know what, like, Celtic are probably going to dominate on their game, going to dominate most of the ball. But the one thing what they've done this afternoon is they've got the early goal. And then, as Mark said, their Celtic fan um, said about <laughs> Taylor's magnificent ball in. That's a quality, quality cross from Taylor. And would I say that's a sitter? I thought Edward was unlucky. Uh, David Turnbull's well, now you trying. You expect him to hit the target there, Dad. Turnbull's I could see what he was doing. Turnbull's gone what, close. Missed the target. Yeah. <laughs> you three, what? Just carry on. No, sorry, I just sorry, sorry, sorry. for the afternoon. You want me to keep you informed? Turnbull's what's back up. <laughs> Turnbull's hit a shot saved by Liam Kelly in the Motherwell goal. Right, I've got a teaser for you, and I like this. It just shows how the attention to detail people have. Uh, when they're listening here Because more than one person But Mark in particular says to me uh, Gordon you said on Thursday uh, To remind you about a song That Gordon was singing Not sure if you've <laughs> spoke about it yet though. just tuned yeah. in I was I, thinking about that this morning I, I, I do have something pretty special for you on that front right? I, I unfortunately don't I don't have a recording of him singing But I do have a, a classic DL misheard song lyric I'll bring you that in the not too distant future Let's get the teaser up and running first So that we give you as much time as possible 
the first half teaser with Sunday's Scottish Sun. Free goals, pull out, plus Davy Province, Frank and Fearless Column. Since 1998, only four players have scored a Scottish top flight hat trick whose forename and surname begin with the same letter. Name them. So, since 1998, only four players have scored a Scottish top flight hat trick whose forename and surname begin with the same letter. Name them. I like it. At Clyde SSB, you need to send us one tweet with all four correct answers, and it's a race. You need to do it quicker than everyone else. So, don't hang around. Get your answers into at Clyde SSB, and let's see if we can get a winner on the first half teaser. We've seen replays of that yeah. Turnbull shot. He caught it Tremendous. well, Alex, but. Fairly central Yeah it was down the, the throat Of uh, Kelly And Golgorn But terrific technique He just kind of Controls it Keeps it up Have volley But again it was down his throat But I actually think That Mother will have to Change the shape here And, and, and go away a 4-5-1 mark They're getting battered Down the flanks, down the flanks I'm, just, yeah. I'm just looking Ali you were talking About shape there I'm just looking at And Mother will have Still got Cole up front Shane and Watt Off the side And Celtic are Playing in front of them and there's a midfield three there And Celtic are dominating the ball um, I don't know about changing shapes so quickly But I think just when they get the Celtic get the ball Get behind the ball a little bit quicker For me I think there's one or two more players jogging just now That's the only goal we've got so far Celtic against Motherwell Goalless elsewhere Hibs Aberdeen Levy St Johnson St Mirren Kilmarnock Ross County Dundee United um, this, So your teaser's up and running That's the main competition your wee bonus competition is DL's misheard song lyrics, right? I wish I had a recording of them like last week singing The Only Fools and Horses, but I don't. So this is this is proper cryptic. This is going to really tell us who is in tune with Gordon DL and who's not. Who, that's the prize no one wants, let's be honest. I heard him singing a well-known song the other night, right? Or what he thought was a well-known song. And the line he was singing was Peggy, Peggy Sue, Right? That's the line That's the line he was singing And the only clue The only clue I'll give you Is that that is It's the main line of this song In fact Part of that is the title Line of this song So he was singing Peggy Peggy Sue Right? Peggy Peggy Sue Peggy Peggy Sue And when I play What the actual song is You are not going to believe it But if anyone If anyone thinks they've got it If anyone thinks They can tell what Peggy Peggy Sue Might be In Gordon DL's mind Tweet us and let us know I can't wait to reveal it to you Because it, it, it is so far off <laughs> What the real lyrics to this song are It's miles away Did I get the tune right? Yeah the tune was right And that's why I couldn't I, I wouldn't have You know if I'd recorded it It would give it away It's it's quite unique To come We've up with already songs. Okay Dan's already flown in with Daddy Cool well, oh, I can see where he's going then, You're wrong It's close but it's not close enough As they say Good but it's not right Yep okay Let's see what you've got Peggy Up. Peggy Sue Okay I just want to see what you can come up with on that Keep me humoured On a Saturday what, afternoon What happens in your brain When you <laughs> listen to songs though And you come up with Totally different words How does it get to that stage? Well, he just, he just That's what he thinks the words I are feel, He doesn't I, mean it I feel I should have been a songwriter Because I've got my own sort of a dialogue <laughs> Yeah you have <laughs> Yeah, he's had a few. I, I was hoping to make it a regular feature. I told you a few weeks ago about that. I met the Lord and the Lord oh, died. Was, uh, I, was, I fought the Lord I, and the law won. I died so, laughing um, at that one. So we'll see what we'll see what people can come up with on Twitter in that one. You've got your teaser on there as well. Still, no more goals to tell you about. It does look like it's going to be a long afternoon yeah. for the Steelmen. They just can't get up the park, Gordon. It's wave after wave. Tom Rogic 
becoming more influential as well McGregor's driving with the ball looking bright today Celtic yeah I think you know what we were saying there Alex in the wide areas Taylor's already had what two or three crosses and I, I thought that was a a real plus point uh, on, on Wednesday night against Kilmarnock as well how they worked the, the diamond and the full backs in the wider area I thought you soon seen Kenny and Taylor uh, getting around the the final third more than we had done in the previous weeks and they've certainly started that way um, in this opening 10 minutes Taylor I'm just saying that there and he oh. gets a sorry in the face is there anything yeah. worse oh. yes. than that yeah a bit lower, yes. a bit lower. <laughs> in the stomach <laughs> in the stomach area I've got to say, Mark, I'm a bit disappointed the way the Celtic are just bypassing Motherwell's uh, front three. And all they're playing 4 3 3, and yeah. they're overloading in the middle of the park and causing Motherwell that, a bit of problems. I remember at Fur Park, though, they had the exact same problem when Celtic went there yep. and they won 4 1. It was the exact same problem out on the right hand side. Frimpong was given the full right hand channel, and I can't remember who played left side of the Motherwell three in midfield that day, but it wasn't helping. The left back Where's it going wrong then Because that was a sort of different Motherwell were in a bit of a different place back then That mm. would have been under Stephen Robinson yeah. as well But if you think of Motherwell's success against Rangers for yeah. instance I say success, it was a draw But that, that is success this season um, The front three actually worked really hard And, and that's what made it difficult for yeah. Rangers You had Tony Watt tracking yeah. you know, Tavernier or Barisic all the way back So w- w- why is that not I, happening? I, is I, it I, the bigger pitch? Or? I, I, I'm not seeing the same work rate of The same impact from the Motherwell uh, Wider to the front three Gildon, Because what's happening is Gordon Wright They're getting the ball and they're just bypassing with the, the initial pass and then there's an overload and you're expecting Campbell not to try and go out and engage with the fullbacks. It's too big an area to cover. And as we see that, it's just going to come down the, 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 the left-hand side again. Callum McGregor's rolling in. Taylor, it's a prime example. He has to change this before the, the second goal comes uh, very soon. Right, this has taken off already on Twitter. This So many people think it's Daddy Cool is the is the mystery song from Gordon. It is not, OK? So you can I forget know Daddy that. Cool. Daddy so, Cool. So... Peggy, Peggy Sue, Peggy Sue. Right, Two Peggy's in there Peggy, Peggy Sue It's not Daddy Cool I can see where you're going That's a good guess um, What else have we got? Stuart Max says Is it Rasputin by Boney M? Scotty thinks it's the Bond theme tune Jerry McIntosh thinks you're singing Alvin Stardust um, <laughs> Cool, but, cool, I just want you That's plenty, thank you um, so oh, he's, yeah. You know what he's he is like a recording artist And he's on me studio <laughs> Someone's got it Someone's got it already I'm delighted but I, I, won't read out, I won't read out who it is Because I, I don't want to give it away I don't want people to look that up on Twitter But someone has got it already And I want to Congratulate them I'm almost like not even interested What's happening with the football I can't wait to play this out Just to to laugh at Gordon DL ultimately You know Peggy Did you say it's a line in the song as well? Or no the name is a line It's, it's like the, it's part of the title as well It's the main line Peggy Peggy Sue <laughs> We have the chance you and I, I well done to that person on Twitter who's flown in with the correct answer. I love that. Right, Wraith Rovers have taken the lead. Oh, at my Capolo. No, Ian Davidson oh, yeah. has That's scored come. to put Wraith one up. Uh, Scott's doing the business down south. Callum Patterson has scored against Alex Ray's old team, Millwall. That's his oh, favourite, yeah. Callum Patterson. No, I, I always said that Callum Patterson, one thing, was never a right back. And I was. I was proven right with it and the fact that he went to Cardiff, was it, under Warnock and he played him just off the front, played him centre forward and the boy's scoring goals. So it just shows you I know I'm very intelligent about this game. Minnie's <laughs> <laughs> he scored this year then, Dazzler, out of curiosity. I scored six. <laughs> made that up, isn't he? I sound very confident. No. If you say it with some conviction, people will 
uh, People will believe it I must admit Right still the only goal of the day So far in the top flight Comes at Celtic Park I wish I did have more to tell you about So you can blame the players Don't blame me The more I talk about Gordon DL singing Or anything else That's because there's no more goals So it's their fault It's not mine But Celtic are in front Hibs Aberdeen Livy St Johnson St Mirren Kelly Ross County Dundee United All goalless It's going to be a big day There could be a lot of shifting In that, that bottom part of the table mark And it doesn't help that There's such a gap In terms of games played Some teams in the bottom six Have played three more than others yeah. So it's really hard to get a handle On who's where Yeah it is a strange one this season With, with everything that's been going on um, But the bottom six You know Even look at Ross County and, you know, we questioned, it. was it the right time where Roy McGregor made his move for John Hughes? And you look at them, you know, they won the next couple of games. They're right in the mix, you know, and Dundee United are dragged into it. It is fascinating. And it's, it's a nerve-wracking situation for the clubs because when they're losing that much money anyway through no fans coming through the yeah. door with coronavirus, to put in a relegation added to that as well, and you're, you're playing your football in the championship and Next year could be catastrophic to some teams So it's a tag nobody wants to end the season with That's for sure, especially this one But even the Aberdeen and Hibs one is fascinating as well uh, Where Aberdeen will win could leapfrog them Yeah, it's Derek McInnes It's the one It's under severe pressure And not Jack Ross It's uh, It is an interesting day What a good football And it looks like Celtic Maybe back to what some people yeah. think Celtic should resemble this season and that'd be two games in a row. Neil Lennon badly needed that. As I'm watching this, Gordon, I can't, I can't believe the lack of pressure on the ball. You know, the boy Taylor has got acres and acres of space just to deliver little balls in. There's no pressure. Uh, and it's just a matter of time before they get another goal. Unless they can start getting closer to Celtic in their defence of 30, 40 yards out, then they'll be in trouble. Well, the thing in recent weeks is, come this stage, 15 minutes at Celtic Park, whether it be St. Johnson, Ross County... Yeah. You know, whoever St Mirren have all created one or two openings at the other end to trouble Scott Bain or Barkas or whoever or Shane Duffy. But what, 16, 17 minutes into this game, you've hardly seen Scott Bain. Yeah. Has he even touched the ball yet? And I wonder if, you know, Welsh, I know he's not done much defending, but I think it's a, just a calm and influence. But you have to put pressure on you young do. guys as well. We're I, just finding our feet, Mark. Uh, it's a game plan. <laughs> and uh, you're right, Celtic have got all the pressure, but you know what I like it is? If you don't score that second goal, that, that puts puts the game probably to bed Then Motherwell will grow into this game You, you can't you, I'm not expecting Celtic to have this for 90 minutes um, As you said They're going for back-to-back wins The first time this season uh, this, this year So they've started really, really well I've got to say Celtic look really sharp But I think Motherwell Really need to learn a lesson here Get a bit tighter as, as Alec was saying uh, But I do think Motherwell Will create chances I love this response on Twitter Lynn is one She's sitting in the car Waiting to find out If she's the only one Who knows what song it was You're singing She says I'll, I'll lose connection in the lift Lynn tough You're just going to need to wait Or you can get it back on uh, When you get out the lift Because uh, I'm trying to build up A bit of suspense I must say people are getting it though Is that right? Yeah people are starting to get it That means you lot Are on the same wavelength As Gordon DL So good luck to you uh, what, about, what about the teaser Mark Remind us of the question Oh Okay since 1998, only four players have scored a Scottish top flight hat trick whose forename and surname begin with the same letter. Can you name them? John Joe Kenny comes close. It's a shot saved by the foot of Liam Kelly. Right, let's do some wrong answers on this one. Uh, what have we got here? KBOTW goes for Peter Pollitt. No, not Peter Pollitt. That's a common wrong answer. Rory Mann has gone for that one as well. 
Um, tell you what, great standard. Lots of people are getting it right. Jock Abite has gone. Claudio Canija. Nope. Nacho Novo is another. Oh, oh it's, 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 it's it a close one. Alex just put it down, but it's not right. But when you, what do you mean it's close? What's close about because it? Because at least it's scored two. I mean, either did or he didn't. You know. Yeah. He scored think. two. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. What else have we I've got, got on a couple here? actually. What? No. Because them down. don't give them away. Uh, Craig has gone for Michael Moles. Oh nope. Just no, not Michael Moles. Great turn Michael Moles had yes. unstoppable that turn. Um, Stephen Pollock wants to throw in Mikel Miller. Mikel Miller, Miller yes. Hamilton. 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 Yeah. No, no, definitely not. Um, and then so, so Matt says I'm waiting for someone not being the sharpest tool in the box to mention Chris Commons. <laughs> You don't even did, get that day. Actually, who, who was it? Have we had something similar on the show recently, do we? Kane, was that C, you? remember? No. Did you not see Chris Commons no. a couple of weeks ago? No. Not at all. I thought it was one of the pundits that said it. Yeah, lots of yeah. natural over and so on. One of the, the dumber ones, that. <laughs> <laughs> next door. <laughs> yeah, not none of them. Not Chris Commons. Mm. Newcastle's just taking the lead. Oh, against Southampton. I'm, 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 I'm actually wondering if the year is is wrong. Because Roger Hanna's want to launch a serious oh, stewards inquiry. Oh made. no! Oh my goodness! Listen, Producer I'm, I'm Callum's not, had I, one. I, I'm not putting my name to this. Yeah. To be fair, Mark, he's I a would. Dundee United fan as well, <laughs> Callum. <laughs> he's having a Dundee he's having United. United. <laughs> oh. All right, we'll get back to it. Anyway, there's four in there. Maybe yeah. five. Does, uh, Listen, uh, we move the goalposts every week. Yeah, we'll move the year as well. Okay. It shouldn't be a shock to anyone. So, since the start of time, only four players. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move the year. Since <laughs> Callum was born. <laughs> that will allow the faceless windows on Twitter to have a wee yeah, go, Dad. Because Roger Hanna's saying that Moles and Kanija definitely have. So maybe maybe producer Callum just got his time frame wrong. I, mm. I don't know. Oh, um, we flung Callum under the bus. That's well, we need somebody <laughs> needs to take it. Where's me, Chris? When you need him, uh, me, Chris is back. It's his fault. Blame him. Uh, right, okay. Well, I'll give you some guesses on the on the on the song. Ah, yeah, yes. yeah, yes. right. Got, do you even remember what the song was, by the way? No. Oh, for goodness' sake! What chance it was called that, Peggy Sue? Um, Kenny Nichols says, "Is it Abba Vuli Vu?" Okay, I can see. Oh, where he's, I yeah, yeah, it's not. Darren Laurie says, "Hello, Mary Lou." No, close uh, Ian says Maggie May By Rod Stewart No, none of them Okay, we're getting there Aye. We are getting there I must admit um, Can you actually believe Right, that given the fact that There's only one goal In the top flight And it's 22 minutes past three We've not mentioned it yet Oh no, don't It uh, the, the story of the week Song you can't hold oh, your hand. For, yeah. Forget Kamal Roof Or Albion Yeti Or anything else Or Celtic getting back To winning ways Or the compliance so the, the story of the week Come on Brown, I know what it is Tell us mm. one Alex one. No I don't know what you're talking about Jobby Gate Oh Now you're talking I'm Oh yeah Good Alex I did hear it we're, we're, allowed, we're allowed one mention Of that word per show Apparently Is that right? Yeah that's that's the rule So we have to find Different ways Different of words to, to, to say des- To describe it Yeah. <laughs> so no. On the back of that It got me thinking As often happens On a Saturday afternoon It got me thinking right What's the weird And wonderful reason That you've ever been Sacked from a job for? Bad must, results, Wilson. Ah, come on! I'm not uh, talking about you footballers. I'm talking about guys that out there, <laughs> guys and girls out there listening. On, I think we can, can we can we top that? Go and 
And announcing that you've been to the toilet And getting you sacked from your role uh, Can we do better than that? What is the weirdest, most bizarre reason That you've ever been sacked from a job? Mm. Tweet us and let us know There must be something See, you lot are dull well, career kind of footballers I spoke to someone this morning Who got sacked for his job in the mid-60s uh, Because he wanted to go to a cup final And uh, his boss told him no So they had words And he says we well, are sacked Yes I like that See there must be a lot of football related ones yeah. out there Have you been caught on TV maybe At an away game A European trip An international um, mm. And you've been caught on TV Maybe you've had You've got the sack for that Anything else On the back of That, yes. that word being used In the Hamilton Ackies Club TV commentary What's the weird and wonderful reasons you've ever had for being sacked? Uh, Gordon Dale was telling me the other day it wasn't wasn't quite a sacking, but um, he he was a car salesman and he lasted a couple of hours. Now, <laughs> if you've he? ever spoken yeah. to this guy, he doesn't know anything about cars <laughs> in at all. So I've got I have no idea how this came about. And he sacked himself at lunchtime. Just just yeah. Yeah. Oh, hold on. When were you a car salesman? That was too long a day. Um, oh. God, 20 years ago Was there a particular uh, Vehicle that you sold Was it a, what was I, I, it? I wasn't there long enough To actually You sure it was cars? Sell a car Alec uh, I got introduced to the staff And I think that was enough um, But I thought it was a new career Going forward And I decided at lunchtime It wasn't for me So Because you had to go outside I, I thought you sat in the showroom With these lovely cars And had a chat to people <laughs> And there you go Do you want the blue one Red one or a green one? Uh, sorted the paperwork out Keys and away you go But you have to go out In the cold and everything So Not um, for you Not for me mate no. Right We can do better than that What's the weirdest Most wonderful Bizarre reason You've ever been sacked On the back of that comment In the Hamilton Ackies Club TV uh, Yeah on the teaser It is six It should be Kinija And Moles So we'll just give yeah, you them for free yeah. Can you name the other four Sorry I thought that uh, I jotted them down before I Producer Callum will fix the up. tweet We've got a penalty for Hibs Massive Ooh. game That one in the capital is it going to hit the Boyle. back of the net though? That is the question Boyle took one the other night and made no mistake uh, mm. Martin Boyle is going to take it uh, Jamie Murphy fouled again as he was the other night oh, or, or was he? People thought that one was soft in Paisley mm. We tug, a tug on the shirt, tug on the arm no, For me it wasn't a penalty, not a chance Martin Boyle Goal flashes With top scaffolding For all your scaffolding needs Martin Boyle makes no mistake And we have an opener at Easter Road Jamie Murphy goes down Penalty given Martin Boyle scores And it's Hibs 1 Aberdeen 0 He's been a good addition uh, Murphy to Hibs He gives a different uh, perspective He can drive at people Come in off the line go, Search to the uh, the byline as well And uh, as you say Gorn When he's going into that box He's kind of Inviting the challenges So hopefully it's more concrete Than it was against St Mirren The other night well, I wonder if Derek McInnes will still be as relaxed as he was in that press conference because there is no getting away from the fact that the pressure is mounting on him from the Aberdeen fans and they do hold their club to high standards, the Aberdeen fans. I'm a big Derek McInnes fan. I think he, he's done tremendous for the club, but there is a large element of the sport now who won't change. And we chatted about it a couple of weeks ago. It's a modern football fan. They they don't like the same every week and he could find himself in trouble. It goes back to that question though. Uh you know, be careful what you wish for. You mm. know, because the yeah. thing is he has done well. He's managed to secure good good positions. Yeah. When he came in they were they were toiling and I get the, the, the point where when you're at a club for a particular long time, you think about some of the players he's lost as well in the window. Cosgrove, right was sold. 
main to well, win. It's not even this time, is it? Go back, look at the midfield. He's had to constantly. He's lost Graham Shinney, yep. Kenny McLean, yep. Ryan Christie, uh, Don Ball McKenna was a key part as well. Uh, Scott McKenna. He lost um, Hayes and McGinn the first time when they were at their peak. Mm. Now, yeah, granted yep. that they're back. Um, so it's time and time again, but you never know. Yeah, but one of the things I think it was one of the guys prior to kick off was saying that they've got the third highest budget. So when you're going to try and recruit players, you're in a very good position out with the old firm. Yeah, starting to regret the question actually about <laughs> what's the the best reasons for being sacked on the back of the oh, no. the toilet oh, no. humour at oh, Hamilton no. Aki's other night. We've had some unreal responses. Captured, and, look, a few I, captured. I'm <laughs> just going to read this as it is, right? Now, there's no Hugh Keevans here to look after you lot. Please don't say anything. Right, right. Just, okay. don't, just don't say anything Don't try and make this out To be something that it's not Maybe mm. just the choice of wording Could have been better from Billy Don't say anything Right I'm going to turn your mics off Billy says I got sacked from Burger King When I was young For taking a girl back to the shop For a good feed at 3am I was a key holder It was all caught on camera Suspended and sacked What a time to be alive <laughs> Okay we'll leave that there We'll move on Um what else have we got here? <laughs> Ar- Ar- <laughs> uh, no, the mics have gone back off. RW says, uh, I was working my first day. I'll, you know, I'll leave the companies out just in case it, it causes yeah. any drama. Uh, and whatever this company was, he says, We were working at Celtic Park. Now, RW is a Rangers fan. And he went into Facebook and he checked in to say, I'm working at, and he called Celtic Park something oh. not very nice. Yeah. Yeah. The Celtic groundsman saw it a week later and then I got sacked. The groundsman said I wasn't welcome back. Uh, I went back a few weeks later as a fan and we got beat 5 1. <laughs> he knew the guy I used to work with and sent him a text slagging me. So there we go. The whole army. Oh, <laughs> the <sorry>. groundsman. <laughs> Real groundsman, eh? Aye. Uh, they're moaning at the best of time The groundsmen Especially the ones at Celtic Park oh, There will be loads on In call centres Gary was working in a call centre On the day of an old firm game uh, I put a customer on hold To check the team news On the Rangers website <laughs> And my manager was stood behind me <laughs> Oh dear <laughs> That is good Yeah there must be there must be loads and more out there like you said, Gordon, that have went to a game David, and been like, captured. David didn't get sacked, but he got a major dressing down. I was spotted in Sky Sports in the front row of Ireland v Scotland in Dublin, face painted the lot. I told my <laughs> I told my work my gran had died. Oh, <laughs> oh the other oh, best ones. Oh, 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 I'm in mourning, face full face on kilt on. See you, Jimmy. Guinness, oh, dear. Yeah, that's good. Uh, oh, apparently Jim was sacked for going on a Clyde One competition on a Saturday morning live on air when I should have been working. It was nothing oh, to do with me. Um, I don't know. Uh, it sounds like a long time ago, so I can't take any any responsibility for that one. Right, keep your answers coming to the teaser. Remember, as usual, we made a, a backside of it. We're giving you Kanija and Moles for free. You need to find the other four players. Whose first name and surname start with the same letter and have scored a top flight hat trick in Scotland <laughs> since '98. I've got to say about this game we're watching I think Motherwell Motherwell settled Got to grips a wee bit better With Celtic than they had done In the first 10 to 15 minutes We've seen flashes of Scott Bain You know an awkward free kick he took Swung in You would say You know a good ball in Motherwell just didn't have anybody to get in the end of it Um, But it's been a bit better from Motherwell But Celtic um, Celtic's still the more likely to, to add to their league To be fair, Edward should have made it too A really good opportunity It was a good save by uh, Kelly uh, in the goals With his feet mm. Keep his team in it So when uh, so Celtic said they're going to argue the Ayeti thing 
this is the thing that always confuses me. Where, oh, when what does confuses this... you? Yeah, hundred oh, percent. I tell you what, I, was, I tell you what, I was confused with this morning. Ah, uh, <laughs> just when you say that, how you tie your laces? A bank card reader. Have you ever came across ah, his bank card? A bit of a pain, to be fair. How does? Yeah. Uh, I have no mean? idea how that technology works. What is it? Oh, bank... I, I don't know how to explain the technology. It's amazing. But... It's like what is it? Anyway, anyway right, Enough Right. Would you, back to the football What about a Yeti? So when, <laughs> aye, back to a Yeti So when does this two game kick in? When does Celtic appeal at? The early, early this week coming uh, I think it's Monday yep. uh, And then if obviously if, it, if the if the band stands It would be the next two games after The next two games, right Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of although, the, although I have no doubt There are problems with the system I would not Try to pretend otherwise There is a lot of misinformation out there Which is perhaps unhelpful And people repeat things as fact When they're simply not um, So a Yeti doesn't It doesn't turn into a three game ban If they appeal it Or anything mm-hmm. like that. that That seems to still Be in people's mind no. if, You know if you You need to accept it To get the smaller punishment Or if you fight it And you get found guilty You get a bigger punishment That's not the case So it just comes down to the hearing Of the uh, The timing of the hearing So a Yeti um, This week Celtic will appeal it If Celtic lose that appeal It'll He'll miss the next He'll two miss games. the next two games yeah. And then You know from a Celtic point of view Who does Neil Lennon partner With Edward Because we That's uh, a very good point uh, We we heard him last week he, You know he, he singled He did mention Lee Griffiths And his contribution And it's not been the first time And I just wonder If that is the end of the road For Lee Griffiths now do, uh, do If you know, there's any way back Do from, you know the problem That he has uh, Mark Because he's already Kind of called Griffiths out Last week When he could quite easily Have called out uh, 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 Numerous uh, players on the day And If you go back Four or five weeks ago He says that Griffiths And Edward Were there for the foreseeable So what you're getting Is a lot of conflict Where the manager's saying He's going to be in mm. Then all of a sudden it's The goalkeeping else. one Was the ultimate oh, wasn't Yeah it? well that was it. Barkas would say He's the number one That's the reason why he was bought Would Clamala come in His thoughts Alec Well the problem you've got is He's so far down the pecking well, order He just has little cameos he, came, he seems to come on though Doesn't he So it, that would suggest He's next in line Yeah well the, What you've got there then Is a guy who's Effectively number four Coming into mm. partner Edward Which is not ideal And it's all about the strikers really Because for Rangers And we'll get onto their game yeah. tomorrow If it doesn't go Kamar Roof's way That would be him and Morelos At the same time yeah, Maybe I, finally people who I'm not saying that they're happy About the, the suspensions But yeah. people who've been wanting Cedric Eaton to start a game Well it looks like they'll, they'll get to see yeah, him I think, if, if it doesn't I go I think Kamar Rangers Roof's have way. until Monday To actually give a, 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 yep. an answer Whether they're going to appeal it or not So even if they wait It'll allow them to play tomorrow Gordon uh, But you're absolutely right Morelos has one more game after that So it would most certainly give uh, Cedric Eaton an opportunity Yeah Celtic one up looked like they would definitely turn it into two uh, Quick sooner rather than later Not yet so still just over half an hour gone And it's just the one goal Hibs one Aberdeen nil The Martin Boyle penalty No goals in any of the other games yet Benji says My mate got sacked He told his work he was ill But he went to play a European hockey tournament He scored the winner And got back to work His boss called him into the office With a photo of me and him Celebrating in the Herald <laughs> There you go Thought that one was going to Fly under the radar Obviously not Um Gordon was working for a funeral company And I took oh, cargo oh. to the wrong venue After working a 12 hour night shift Fixed my mistake Four hours later But was sacked uh, Two weeks down the line Live and learn he says what, There we go uh, so, what, Did you say cargo? It's a yeah. cargo as a carry out? Yeah 
Oh, oh right okay I thought I <laughs> yeah. thought you meant the cargo as in <laughs> he's took the, the coffin I'll just nip him with this for a couple oh, sure, oh surely not oh well, I don't the know cargo. Yeah. the cargo must be yeah, the body no I can't hold on hold on in my defence right he's, the reason is he's put cargo in like quotation marks oh, in, in like a Neil Lennon fashion right? so that's what made me think he meant that type of cargo I hope it's not the body he needs to let us know what it was We need, we need clarity on this Do you know what I'm worried about as well Because to be fair Maybe I'm just not as as in tune with Gordon's sense of humour Because he's got hashtag live and learn oh, Which is sort of weird oh terminology dear. to associate with mm, Well, uh, With a funeral home You wouldn't so. be chuffed at that would you? There we go <laughs> you be great with a car going it Oh sore when this Alexander worked for a card company A couple walked in uh, with a new oh, no. a new baby picture frame And I said to the lady When are you due Because she had a bit of a belly She seemed quite <laughs> taken aback <laughs> And when I asked her again um, Oh actually no, right, I'm not going to read the rest of that Because that turned out to be serious It wasn't just fat There was like oh. a medical thing And now you've all started laughing So <laughs> no, I can't no. finish That's fine um, We'll just need to leave it there I feel uh, terrible now jeez oh, oh. yeah. I, I think you have taken a vet then Before you fire them out there oh, It's man. made us look heartless <laughs> I know <laughs> I feel like Burger King was my favourite so far That's the best one Unless we get to the bottom of the funeral home right. um, <laughs> And a contender that was Bobby Pollock, right? If this is true, what is, Bobby, what's wrong with you? He went, he went into a job interview wearing an old man's rubber mask <laughs> because, I had been told, because I had been told who the interview panel was And I knew them the problem was the panel changed and two different managers came in and took the interview. So I walked in, saw the people I didn't recognise, I had the mask on and I had to just walk straight back. That was a death. Who would think that was a good idea? I have no a idea. Mask. Oh, no, no, no. Not at all. Mm. Some people who listen to our show are <laughs> in Daz's wavelength. I'm starting to wonder. I'll tell you what, I'm starting to wonder about our colleague Stephen Mill, the roller coaster of being a Dunfermline fan. What a result <laughs> during the week. And they now find themselves 2 0 down at Arbroath. Dale Hilson wow. has made it two for Arbroath in that one. So, yeah, yeah from a couple of days on, from a, a famous convincing victory, they find themselves 2 0 down. Yeah, Stephen Mill came in handy when I was at, I was at Breakin and we had a few Dunfermline kids come in. I would ask Stephen, you know, what he thought of them because he, he keeps. It certainly worked. <laughs> <laughs> Did Stephen Mills assassination? Yeah. That's his brilliant. Thanks very much. I mate. go go on, Mark. Oh, sign them. <laughs> Take the three players. We don't want them. See how long you last. Two months. Uh, to be fair, I think last week I think one of the guys at the game says they were on a poor run, weren't they? Uh, was it one one and seven prior to midweek? Uh, don't fail me. I'm just distracted Sorry I don't really The football's gone out of my head We've got the goals At Celtic and at Hibs I love this from David Right Try and keep up with this Because there's a few twists And turns David texted his boss To say that he was sick And he got a message back Immediately to say That you're sacked Harsh right But David was only 18 And he didn't really Bother about it So that was it His, his employment came to an end But three days later The agency phoned And asked where he was Because he hadn't turned up For work And his boss was worried It turns out David had texted The wrong number And someone had just Written back You're sacked oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and he just fell for it and never, never, never went again. back. Oh, I like that. That's quick thinking from somebody. It's brilliant. Yeah, it? sacked. <laughs> Very good. Now, nah, good stories coming in. Burger King one still tops yeah. the list. Absolutely. Daz will be done getting an application form for yeah. Burger King. Drive through. Stop it. Um, what about <laughs> the the song? The song's still taking off as well. By the way, yeah, the, the responses to your. 
to your song have been quite something. I'll, I'll need to, I'll need to put people out their misery soon and let them know what your song is. Peggy, Peggy Sue. Mm. Peggy, Peggy Sue. Any ideas nope. from you two? Nothing yet. Ooh, I've got another one of these. Goal flashes with top scaffolding for all your scaffolding needs. Kilmarnock's woes continue. St Mirren won. Kilmarnock nil. It's Dermis with the cross. Kyle McAllister with the header. Doesn't score too many headers, yep. Kyle McAllister, but he's got one this afternoon and it's put St Mirren in front. St Mirren won. Kilmarnock nil. Yeah, I'm pleased to see uh, Kyle McAllister get it. Kevin, Kyle, I mean, sorry. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> McAllister, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but listen, it's great to see Good him. Winger. I, I actually thought he was uh, very uh, instrumental last week against Celtic. Yeah. This is a boy who's got real talent. You know, he really needs to kick on. Scored the goal today it's, a, it's important that he cements a place there Gets goals And really gets his, his career up and running To Mirren squad though You mentioned it before Absolutely. the game or You know It looks good They're missing Brophy and Dennis today And Dennis was excellent last week And they've still got the personnel To bring in And uh, get themselves in front against Kelly Jim Goodwin will be delighted With the week he's had yeah, as, as I said earlier on, you know, when you're talking about Brophy and that there, Matt, there's a kind of suggestion that the, the figure that they're playing Brophy is very handsome. Yep, and, uh, you know, if you can start attracting players like him, the back line, the recruitment, McCaffrey in the middle of the park, you get young Kyle starting to perform as well. So they've got, I actually think, I was surprised earlier on, I think it was one of the chaps were saying it was uh, seven home games in February. They've got a fantastic chance to get in that top six. How's they worked that out? Seven home games. The, the games. In February. They, they remember the games. The games that were, uh, no, the ones that were the. You remember the seven. pandemic? Mm. Yes, yeah, a lot, isn't it? You're going to have to catch up on those, and all at home as well, um, which is strange. If if you were a fan and you had already purchased your season ticket and you could go along, you'd, you might be loving that. Yeah, you know, constant football, but it's the old paper. They're in a good at place the at the moment, aren't they, Gordon? When you look at it, well, certainly favourites for yeah. top six, aren't they? Yeah, and I think if you can get that, then going into next year because of, out of that yeah, bunch of yeah, absolutely. I think it'd be a really. Successful season If they can do that Talking about teams With a lot of games in their hand Inverness Another one wow. That game off again today yeah. And you think Sorry. When are they going to play these games They've only played 11 games In the league this year How do you cram them all in yeah. In a curtail season Scotland In the winter In the midst of a global pandemic It's not a great combination um, But hopefully we get everything done And we don't have to draw a line or curtail seasons or anything like I've, that. I've got a question for you, uh, Campbell. There was a lot of suggestions that there was some decent money. Alan Campbell at Motherwell. Yes. Yep. Was there a? You must have an inside track, surely, I, with your knowledge of the club. I don't know about that, but that I mean, it's public that they they knocked, they knocked down back. decent back. And I think was it was it your your old club, Millwall? I think probably is yeah. the answer. I was just wondering if there was more clubs in, but I'd be surprised because he's got good attributes. This boy, Motherwell clearly thought that. Keeping him To help, help them the stay in the division Was, was worth more than yep. Than any fee Because his contract is up yeah. um, And I guess Would there still be a compensation fee Not anyway? down south I think, was he um, over, He's over 23 now isn't he How does that work again? Fraser Wish it'll tell me straight away I think if you're 23 Then you lose out in compensation If he goes down to England If you remain in Scotland I think there's a development fee Could be wrong Fraser Wishart knows everything He'll tell us well, He knows everything on, and, and that type mm. of stuff anyway Yeah it'll be good Good to get uh, some real <laughs> Insight Some knowledge um, I'm, I'm disappointed though in, in the likes of Roger and Fraser For not being able to decipher you Gordon They know you more than the people at home So Peggy, Peggy Sue What is the song? I'm, I'm disappointed in them I thought they would I thought Well they would I, th I, I thought Wilson would have got it Because we've been a couple of good nights out So he's probably heard it first hand uh, Have you oh, sung, a few, sung it a few times have you? Well I just on the, I've got so many in my On the sackings Brian Graham got the sack 
honestly Brian Graham got the sack from a cake company right oh no they wanted me to draw a rocket ship and I was just a helper let's say my drawing wasn't the best <laughs> <laughs> oh Brian uh, yeah, I can me. imagine what that looked like it's always good when you see the uh, kids at school drawing when they're asked to draw a rocket ship <laughs> There's your clarity Alex yeah. Fraser Wishart says uh, You pay training compensation If a play, um, 23 Yeah before the end of the calendar year Of his 23rd birthday Yeah that's right Yeah And that's that's when the, the compensation Would be due And But uh, The calendar year of his that, This might be the calendar year Of his 23rd yeah, birthday I yeah, can't remember said, Gordon, about that I, I thought it was 23 uh, I, That's right 23 um, Still nothing else at Celtic Park Mark we thought it would it's become be Celtic stretching their leads But it's not quite up. been that not way Not quite that way Motherwell You know we were critical of them Not getting out to Taylor or, or Kenny And stopping the crosses But it looks like Motherwell Their game plan Is they're quite happy To allow Taylor and Kenny As much time the ball as they want They're not a frimpong Who are, are going to square up The left and right back And run by them yeah. They're quite happy To give them possession And defend the middle of the park It's working out okay Right a couple of things To round off Keep your Sacking stories coming in On the back of the Hamilton Ackies Club TV debacle The other night We've got loads of time Left in the show To do them We'll get your teaser And by the way Fraser says that FIFA Have just changed it Alex So it yeah. used to be The end of the season But now it's the end Of that calendar year Does that help On the 23rd plate? birthday I need to look up His date of birth I can't remember I think he is He's certainly that age But I need to look yeah. up his uh, his date of birth I'll round off the teaser In just a second Will we do the song? Yeah on, I am down Put it on misery Peggy Peggy Hold on though Mother, I've got a free kick Right on the edge of the box They Some people think It might have been Inside the box wow. um, So I'm sure that's A controversial one That we can revisit At some stage <laughs> Or not some another people. one Alison and Jim Well <laughs> Pretty much Graham Alexander's Graham Alexander Waving his hands around I don't yeah. know I write the song This is your last chance Anything at all Gordon DL I overheard him the other night Singing Peggy Peggy Sue That's the line Peggy Peggy Sue Have you got anything for me? No Will I put you I, out your misery? Got daddy cool in my head Will I put you out your yeah. misery? On a completely different level to everyone else, begging you to Gordon DL becomes Peggy Sue. I can understand why you got to that uh, conclusion. That's I'm not thing. having that at all. Oh, I tell you what, that's tight. That's not tight. Are you talking about long here? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's on I think the it's line. Just, no, I think, I think you, it's. Yeah. I think I I, think I, act, I actually think outside and yeah. then you go. So? Do you? Yeah. It's difficult because he's dipping it just before the, the contact. Is I think it's outside. It goes also. on target is low and it's saved by Scott Bain in the Celtic goal. So there we go. By the way, well, so many people in the same wavelength as Gordon DL and Peggy Sue. Can't believe it. Adam Ronald, William, Andrew O'Brien, Amanda Ferguson, Russell Murphy, Callum Campbell. The list goes on and on. Danny McGonagall and I've missed out loads because well done to you. Uh, for getting it right There we go And where did they go After Peggy Sue well, nah, he just, Where he, did they He just sort of mumbles After that <laughs> Does he yeah. uh, He just kind of mumbles Yeah so um, Chance for Mother To get back in it Late in the half Was it inside the box Was it mm. not Well the free kick Was given right on the edge And the shot Was saved low Right um, Not our finest effort On the teaser But let's round it off The first half teaser With Sunday's Scottish Sun Free goals Pull out Plus Davy Province Frank and Fearless Column Since 1998, only six 
players have scored a Scottish top flight hat trick whose forename and surname begin with the same letter. Could you name them? It is Jonathan Johansson, Kevin Kyle, Scott Sinclair, Cody Cook, Claudia Kinesia, and Michael Moles. There we go, well done if you got them right Especially when we only asked for four So if you got the six, you're, you're on fire Connor <laughs> Sanderson in third place Jay McCormick second And I Need Your Mikey is the winner of the first half teaser Well done We've got some half-time whistles going around the country Let's go to Celtic Park Celtic against Motherwell at the break Here's Alison and Jim Half-time Celtic 1, Motherwell nil. Celtic with the best of the chances and an early goal means that they're ahead at half-time. It was Stephen Welsh who had them in front after just two minutes heading in from David Turnbull's corner kick. Odson Edwards should have made it to just a minute later but headed past before David Turnbull's shot was saved by Liam Kelly in the Motherwell goal. Albion Ayeti then had a chance but headsetter was saved again as well before Motherwell had a free kick. Bevis Mugabe's header saved by Scott Bain. Then John Joe Kenny looked like he was going to make it 2-0 but Liam Kelly made a great save with his foot. Then just before half time, Chris Long with a free kick from Motherwell right on the edge of the box but his low shot was saved by Scott Bain. Half time, Celtic 1, Motherwell 0. Jim Duffy, Celtic have looked a lot more assured in this game than maybe they did, especially last Saturday. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've controlled the game from start to finish. Obviously, that early goal, um, you know, took the pressure off them straight away. It meant they don't, don't need to rush it. They can just take their time. Um, you know, Neil Lennon spoke before the game uh, an interview and said that uh, the t- one of the tweaks was that Mother went zonal from uh, set plays. Mm-hmm. And I think they've obviously looked at that because Ayer and Welsh kind of sat out a little bit. And then when Turnbull's out swinging, uh, ball came in. They had all the space to run in and, and you know, the Motherwell defenders were on their heels and a really good header um, you know, from Welsh giving the perfect opening and for the next 10 minutes after that Motherwell really didn't get to grips with Celtic at all um, you know that three midfield were looking at Rogic, Turnbull and, and um, uh, uh, McGregor but they weren't <laughs> Scott Brown was on his own the whole time so you could just dictate the play with the two full backs getting forward putting in cross after cross and obviously um, you know, a, save, a couple of saves a couple of misses from Celtic meant that uh, you know Mother were hanging on in there, and then they just started to get a little bit better. Again, I don't know whether it was from the, the side, but they seemed to tweak it a little bit where the midfield players Maguire or Campbell would get across a little bit quicker towards the fullback, and then the meant that the fullback uh, from Motherwell's perspective didn't have to push out so they could keep that solid uh, midfield uh, sorry back back line of a four and uh, deny Celtic space. And there was a couple of half chances Motherwell, but. You know, from a, a threatening point of view, they're going to have to change something in the shape for me to, to get anything from this game because I think eventually Celtic will find a little bit of space. There'll be one or two moments where either Edward or Rogic is just a, an extra touch and they manage to, to block it. But I don't think you can continue to do that for another 45 minutes. So I think a, a relatively comfortable one nothing uh, lead for Celtic. I think Neil Lennon will be relatively happy, but I, I still think he'll be looking for more from his game. They've got to switch to play a little bit quicker and have a little bit more threat on the Motherwell goal. Stephen Welsh's first Celtic goal has them ahead at half-time. It is Celtic 1, Motherwell 0. Let's go to Livingston because it's half-time, but we had a late goal in the first half, Roger Hanna. Yeah, we did. Livingston Nelson Johnson won and David Martindale's unbeaten record as Livy manager under threat after a goal from Scott Tanzer deep into added time at the end of this first half. St Johnson probably deserved it. They did better of the first half play. They could have been ahead inside 
two minutes. David Wallerspoon's corner from the left, deep to the back post. Up went Jason Kerr, the Saints captain, on his 24th birthday. Looked as if he was going to have a celebration, but he shot just over the top of Max Stryek's crossbar. Kerr was then booked by referee Ewan Anderson for taking down Scott Pittman in the, the middle of the party. <laughs> quite a dour affair at that stage and I was I was preparing for a half-time report Gordon was going to say that this pair were, were keeping their best football for the showpiece at Hamden in three weeks time but then just before the break St Johnson in the attack again Chris Kane taken down 20-25 yards out from goal by Aaron Taylor Sinclair just to the right of centre it looked a perfect angle for the left-footed Tanzer to dispatch a free kick and expertly executed over the wall and down low to Max Dyek's left-hand side just inside the post no chance for the goalkeeper a fine free kick from Tanzer it's given Callum Davidson's men the advantage at the break Livingston Nelson Johnson won let's go to Easter Road Hibs against Aberdeen at the break David Field Half time at Easter Road and it's Hibs 1, Aberdeen 0. It's been a week of refereeing controversy and Willie Collum is at the centre of things here. He awarded a penalty after Jamie Murphy went down under a Lewis Ferguson challenge in 27 minutes. It looks soft from where I'm sitting and Aberdeen players were absolutely raging as they surrounded the referee. They claimed the ball had already gone out for a goal kick and I don't even know if it was even a foul. But Willie Collins having none of it. Martin Boyle kept cool. He converted the penalty and Jack Ross's side do deserve a half-time lead. They should have been ahead after four minutes. When Greg Lee's short back pass put Chris Cladden clean through. Joe Lewis saved the shot but the Aberdeen defender was injured and had to be replaced by Conor McLennan. Ross McCrory tested Ophir Marciano up the other end but to be honest with you Aberdeen haven't shown much at all in the final third. Hibs have carried a bigger threat and Boyle could easily have a hat-trick before half-time here. Joe Lewis has saved twice from him and Hibs have been pressing for the second goal. Hibs have the advantage right now and this could be a massive second half for Aberdeen boss Derek McInnes. Half-time at Easter Road and it's Hibs 1, Aberdeen 0. Yeah, big 45 ahead there. What about St Mirren Kilmarnock with Fraser? Sitman won Kilmarnock nil. Sitman deservedly ahead, you have to say. After some good early Kelly play, Sitman have dominated to play some nice football. And it's only fair that the goal was scored by the game's best player so far, Kel McAllister, with a rare header. That early good Kelly play resulted in an early chance of seven minutes. Danny Whitehall combined really well with Greg Kilty. Nice one-two, but the big striker pulled his shot wide to 18 yards. He should have at least hit the target. But Sitman were playing some nice football. McAllister, McGrath, Bright in support of a beaker up front in a 3-4-3 formation. But they couldn't create the clear chance due to some good defending by Kelly with Gary Dicker at the centre half playing really well McAllister shot over from 25 yards 20th minute McGrath tested Doyle with a low shot to keep her scrambling to save from the same distance and a good tempo to the game although not too many chances but some nice play in midfield from both sides McAllister said very lively for Saints he turned a Richard Tate cross inches wide he's always in the ball looking to create but half an hour had passed without a really clear cut chance for either side especially for Superman be disappointed by dominating Kilty did well on the right for Kelly just at that point Drifted past a couple of defenders in the box, but he hesitated and neither crossed nor shot on the angle. He simply just kicked it off Shaughnessy, who cleared. But then the goal came 37 minutes. And what a really good goal it was. Yukai Dumas playing left wing back today in a, in a, in a 3 5 2 formation. A brilliant running cross from him on the left hand side, just chipped it into the box. And Kel McAllister, of all people, rose to head home from eight yards out with a low header past Doyle. It could be worse for Kelly because Obika headed over almost immediately from a take cross. And then McGrath was denied as he ran through on goal by Colin Doyle, a big goal, he was off his line quickly to block just as the Irishman looked likely to score and to be honest with you you couldn't have grudged St Mern that second goal. A bit to do for James Fowler at half time need to find a way of getting the ball to Kilty and get up the park because at the moment Saints have been really good so far. Half time here, St Mern 1 Kilmarnock 0. It's also half time between Ross County and Dundee United, Dave Galloway Half time Ross County 0, Dundee United 0, a bright start by United who forced the corner in the opening minute and they began to enjoy most of the pressure. Shanklin Pound 
pounced on a defensive mistake but couldn't take the ball round the keeper and it ran out of play and Laidlaw saved well at Shanklin's feet following Robson's through ball but the striker again should have done better. At the other end Hilton let fly from outside the box but Segrist parried the powerful drive to safety. Andre passed up a decent opening for County when he cut in from the right hand side but hurried his shot past the far post. But the visitors carved out another good chance. Fuchs ball into the box found Sporla but he couldn't get the ball out from under his feet and the danger was cleared for a corner kick. United in the first half looking the more dangerous side but will they rue not making the most of their opportunities? It's Ross County nil, Dundee United nil. Do a full roundup of the half-time scores next. Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's half time in the Scottish Premiership. Celtic 1, Motherwell 0, Hibs 1, Aberdeen 0, Livy 0, St Johnston 1, Ross County 0, Dundee United 0, and St Mirren 1, Kilmarnock 0. In the Championship are both 2, Dunfermline 0, Morton 0, Wraith Rovers 1, and Alloa 0. Queen of the South won in the English Premier League. I'll give you a couple of them. Aston Villa won. Arsenal nil was the full-time score. And at half-time, Burnley nil. Brighton won. And Newcastle three. Southampton won. A couple of later kickoffs there as well. Before we get the second halves underway, if you've been listening all this week, you'll know that we're trying our best to do our bit, help you look after your mental well-being. As we acknowledge that these are really tough times for people Not easy to find their way through So as well as all the goals and the carry on and the nonsense today I do want to spend just a couple of minutes every hour Talking about how important this subject is So we heard from Chris Doolan earlier on um, Talking about his experiences Let's hear a bit from Dundee United's Mark Connolly Discussing his difficulties on balancing football and family life during these times I think at the start it was it was quite difficult with our situation with obviously playing football and, and trying to win the league was was tough. Um but then we kinda got our heads around it. And then probably this last this last little bit has been has been quite difficult, um, especially with having having two children and stuff and, and doing schoolwork and and really not having time, especially my, my wife not having time at home uh, to herself really, um, dealing with the kids every day. So it's yeah, it's been difficult. Um, just trying to stay positive and hopefully, um, hopefully it won't be much longer that we will be in this. Remember, it is really important you look after yourself first and foremost during this pandemic. If you need any help, just always try and remember you're not alone. There are people in groups out there who can help you. So to find the support that's right for you, visit nhsinform.scot forward slash mind. Or call NHS 24 on 111 The second halves are coming up next The team with the biggest support In Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard 